What is up, YouTube? Welcome in to another edition of Bucky and BK live on Texas Sports Unfiltered and on the free Texas Sports Unfiltered app. Today is Thursday, December 21st, 20 and 23. We are four days away from Christmas, and the Buck and I are with you this morning until 10 o'clock, talking plenty of National Signing Day. We'll let you hear from Texas head football coach Steve Sarkeesian, who met with the media yesterday afternoon, talked a little bit about this recruiting class, also talked a little bit about the upcoming matchup with Washington. Yeah, there's still a college football playoff to be played 11 days from now. Texas will take on UW in New Orleans. We'll talk more about that game. We'll get into some of the biggest headlines from the NFL. We've got an interesting Pro Bowl proposal from a former NFL running back. And uh, another classic TBT throwback Thursday. Yeah. Coming your way. We are ready to roll here on a buck off Thursday. What's up, Buck? I'm doing great, BK. How you feeling this morning? Getting closer and closer to feeling better? I don't know. I don't feel that bad anymore, but I can't stop coughing. So no, that's that's the, the hack is the one to get you. It'll make your throat irritated. You can't sleep. You wake up coughing. You know what? As long as you don't wake up dead. That's what matters. That's hard to do. Oh, waking up dead? Yeah, you don't yeah. want to do that. You don't wake up dead. You don't want to do that. I no, think Jesus no, no. maybe is the only person who's ever pulled <laughs> off that feat. Yeah, not many of us can pull that one off. No, that's that's not going to happen. One person got it done. Nobody else is going to get that bad boy done. When your time comes, your time is up. That ticket was punched the day you were born, and you don't get to get out of that one. I know people that think they can get away from that one. Oh, no, that came a long time ago. You know, you just – just settle in and enjoy the ride. That's what I say. Settle in and enjoy the ride, brother. That's what I'm doing. Good morning to the soldiers at Fort Cabasas, Texas, the soldiers in the state of Texas, and all those that fight for us each and every day. Thank you for what you do to you and your families. Happy holidays. Please be safe out there. We do appreciate what you do for us and giving us this opportunity, what we do every day, and we enjoy it. And thank you because, you know, you didn't have to do that. Nobody forced you to serve our country. You did it voluntarily, and we appreciate it. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. That is well said. All right, before we get into National Signing Day, and before we let you hear from Steve Sarkeesian, uh, let's have some fun to start off a Thursday. So, yeah, man. This is not our TBT video. We'll have another classic Throwback Thursday viral video for the people a little bit later in today's program. But I wanted to show you this, Buck. I feel like a lot of Longhorn fans saw this last night, but you're not a big social media guy, so I highly doubt that uh, you stumbled upon this one. So Lifetime Longhorn Cameron Dicker, of course, Dicker the kicker, is having a tremendous season with the Los Angeles Chargers of Anaheim. Now, nobody else out there is having a great season. They just fired their coach. Justin Herbert's been up and down. And they've been one of the most disappointing teams in the NFL this year. But Cameron Dicker has been great. He's made more than 95% of his field goals. He's been one of the most accurate kickers in the league. And Pro Bowl voting is going on right now in the NFL. The Chargers, for as bad as they are on the field, their social media team is really, really good. And they basically created a political advertisement for Cameron Dicker and they made a one-minute commercial, and Dicker oh, is the no. star of this commercial. So we we know Dicker. You know, all kickers are oh. a little bit weird. Oh, he's extremely weird. 
yeah, you you obviously call that guy's games in high school. Yes. And we saw him grow up here in Austin and play at the University of Texas and made some huge kicks for us. And obviously everybody remembers the moment right before the game-winning kick against Oklahoma at the Cotton Bowl in 2018 where the camera panned over to him and he's just like, what's up? What's like, up? <laughs> like he's trying to pick up a chick in the third row right before the biggest kick of his life. Well, Dicker's got some personality to him, and uh, the Chargers really let that personality shine. Check this bad boy out. Have you ever been victimized by a missed field goal? No good! Wide to the right! No good! Ah! My name is Cameron Dicker, and I'll kick for you. 50, 40, 30, doesn't matter. I'll make it. Rain, sleet, or snow, this leg is ready to go. Don't believe me? Ask him. Cameron Dicker is a really good kicker. He's outstanding. And, you know, I love him. And I did not edit that. So don't be a and let me kick for you at the Pro Bowl. Ah! So go to chargers.com slash vote to send me in my leg to kick for you. Vote for me! Vote for me! Pro Bowl! Pro Bowl! 2023, baby! Let's go! They went through a lot for that. Yeah, they did. Man, they really man, did. But dude. when you're the kicker, you don't have to practice all that much. You know, while everyone else is doing the game planning. You're over on the other field just kicking. So you got a little extra time to maybe make sure. some videos like that. Of course. Just make your kicks. Nobody cares. You can be weird. You're all weird. Oh, how great was that? That's a good job right there. Oh, my God. All the sound effects. He's doing the bald eagle celebration. <laughs> oh my God. That is so strange. Insane. Yep. The Chargers yeah. did a good job with that. And uh, yeah, Cameron Dicker, he's got some personality to him now. And he let it shine in that 57 second. Clip. Tucker, Dicker. I mean, wow. Yeah. Yeah. You got Justin Tucker, the opera singer, and you got Cameron Dicker, the whatever the hell that was. Wow. The politician. Great. I think uh, that guy could run for mayor in Austin and he'd have a chance to win. You have a good, great chance in the at where they are. The Chargers are my good. Yeah, well, yeah, he uh, he'd be a better coach of the team than Brandon Staley. That's for damn sure. He gone. Yeah, he gone. Big Dicker energy. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. All right, Buck. I wanted to show you that. I love it, man. I love I, that kid. Is he's a strange one, man. He was a strange one in high school. He's still strange. Yeah, he golf is. kickers are strange, man. They're just kickers. Punters are a little different, a little bit more different than kickers. I mean, not much more. You know, they, you know, you, you should know. I mean, you punt babies. You, are, you understand how weird you can be sometimes. Yeah. I mean, I would think punting a baby is as weird as it gets, but you, you, you'd enjoy that. You enjoy that kind of thought. I don't think I don't it's that weird, you know, like, oh, you, oh, you don't. You think that's just normal. People should try that at least once in their life. Yeah, they look like little footballs, you know, they're very puntable. It's not my fault. I mean, do they spiral or they just go end over end? Yeah, it's it's end over end. You really have no control, and it's hard to play the bounce too. Or oh, once those babies hit the ground, yeah, you don't know which way they're going. Some of them just land like a sack of shit. Yes, some, yeah. They don't just they just go. That's they just, it. They just go straight down, and that's it. Oh. <laughs> some of them bounce. Some of them roll. Some roll oh back, my. some roll forwards. Depends on uh, the they kind of luck. Back, you're having. The baby spin back. 
Yeah. Uh, I like tough. that. It's an art form, but you know, it's it an be awful thought. It's just awful. Well, you're thinking about it right now. I so. am thinking right now, and it's bad. I feel terrible during the holiday season thinking about punting a baby. <laughs> Is there a certain age that you stop punting the baby? Once it's one, that's it. Yeah. I mean, they, they get too big to where it that hurts, hurts you. It hurts yeah. your foot to yeah. punt them. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. boy. Right. Dicker, you know, he was a punter for a while, too. You know, he ended up doing the kicking for Texas. He started as a punter at Texas. He did both for a couple of years here. Yeah. So, like, I mean, he's obviously a better kicker than punter, and he made the right decision sticking with kicking, but uh, he was a solid college punter. He was, yes, he was. Seasons. Like, I don't know if he'd be good enough to be a great NFL punter, but uh, no, I loved having that guy around. Well, I guarantee he's their backup punter. You yeah. don't keep a backup punter around. No, no, you don't have enough space on an NFL roster for something like that. But uh, shout out to Cameron Dicker. He has earned a spot in the Pro Bowl. I mean, Justin Tucker's having another great year. But uh, Cameron Dicker's been one of the top three or four kickers in the NFL this season. Also, Youngway Koo from Atlanta. Ah, the kid from Notre Dame? That's right. I think he went to school in Notre Dame. No? I think, he, I think he was like Georgia State or Georgia Southern, something random huh. like that. Yeah. You're thinking of the Cowboys kicker, Brandon Aubrey, who played soccer no, at Notre Dame. No, I thought I thought Koo was a kid who, who was at Notre Dame for a while. No, they yeah, probably no. had an Asian kicker before, but I'm here to tell you, Buck, all Asians are not the same. All Asians don't go to Notre Dame. Is that what you're saying? No, sorry about some that. Go to Stanford, some go to Stanford, Cal, okay. and other places. All right, Bill Parcells, what are you doing <laughs> here? <laughs> All right, oh, look up man. Asian kickers at Notre Dame a couple years ago. Make me at least seem like I was in the same ballpark. Yes, you got to make me seem like, yes, a few years ago. You want people to think that you think Asians are all the same? No. This is not going to make you look better. If there was an Asian kicker at Notre Dame a few years yeah. ago, it's not it going make to make me, It will make me feel better and make me look better to the people because I am about the people. Justin Yoon? How's that? How you like them apples? Yeah, you're racist. What? <laughs> so he he did kick at Notre Dame. Yeah, a completely different guy. Oh, Notre Dame. Yes, Notre Dame has had an Asian kicker before. See, and it was just a matter of years ago. It wasn't like it was 30 years ago. No, you're right. Thank you. I'm you're okay. Right. So, so all Asians within the last 30 years. Are the went same. to Notre Dame. They all went to Notre Dame. <laughs> All, they all kicked at Notre Dame. Thank you very much. Oh, my God. All right, let's get into National Signing Day, shall we? We talked a ton about National Signing Day yesterday, put up some best-of clips from all of our Texas sports unfiltered coverage. And uh, shout-out to you people out there. We had a record-setting day of broadcasting right here on Texas Sports Unfiltered. So thanks to all of you for being a part of it. Um, Steve Sarkeesian was a part of it yesterday, of course, after – most of the action went down on National Signing Day. Steve Sarkeesian held a press conference down on campus. And we'll start with the current team. He gave some updates about, you know, the current Texas team that's playing in the college football playoff 11 days from now. And then we'll get into some of the specifics about what Sark had to say regarding the signees from yesterday. But uh, first, here's a little update on where things stand with this current team less than two weeks away from the Sugar Bowl. Got it now practice-wise. So today was practice three this week, which was really good, really good and intense practice, um, full padded. Guys were working. Um, obviously, we've got two more this week before we take a little bit of a break. 
And uh, the beauty of it for us is the health. Like, I think those two weeks really helped us. Um, we got back into our groove here at the end of, of last weekend with a couple practices on Friday and Saturday, took a break on Sunday, and now, now we're really back to it. So uh, I'm excited about the process uh, that we're in. I think the players are really uh, dialed into the schedule that we have, um, which, is, which has been effective. And so um, we're in game plan mode, which is good. It's fun. I know the players like that aspect of it all. So that part's been, been really good. Well, it's just tough. You know, you've played all these games. You've had this stretch. You've had when you'd have one week off, one week with a bye, but all of a sudden you get to like three weeks. It's not easy. I mean, you you really worry as a coach, can you get your mojo going? You've played well. Your offense has played well. Your defense has played really, really well. Can you get back into that frame of mind once this, once the, once school ends, once the holidays hit you, you know, guys get a chance to go home, visit with family. Can they come back and start hitting and banging, you know, banging heads all over again? And you got to get that done. It's just, it's not easy. It really isn't. Once you get home to mama's cooking and you've been sitting around having some meals and then all of a sudden you got to get back and put a bunch of pads on, it's like, shit. Am, am I, is, mentally, is my mind done or what do I do? But once again, here you're talking about playing for a national championship now. Now you're talking about, you've already won your Big 12 championship. You have a championship under your belt. Are guys satisfied or do they still understand the bigger picture? I mean, that's, that's a whole mind, you know, set that you got to get your your players back into. Coaches are fine. They're they're good to February. They're good to that second signing day. They're in the football mode. Some football players get out of that mode, BK, once they start seeing their friends and stuff. It just it just takes you away from that, you know. You're not mm-hmm. with those those same teammates for a while. A couple days away, you'd be surprised. You let me get a couple days away from you guys and see how I come back. It ain't going to be that good. That's right. It ain't going to be that good. I'm going to be a different me. You know what I'm saying? No, I don't. No? Okay, once I get a couple 5,000-unit plays in me where I'm where they're winners, I'm not quite the same. Yeah. I'm not the same guy. Nobody knows what that's like because <laughs> you haven't had that type of success with your 5,000-unit plays. By the way, a couple of games tonight, if you're interested. Oh, gosh. We'll no. get to that later. We'll see if uh, the Bucks got any gold star locks on – the NFL game tonight, and there's a college football game tonight. Yeah, but you understand well. what I'm saying when you get away from when you you know your routine isn't the same now. It's it's different. I mean, your routine that in, that's that includes school and classes and you know going to, to to tutors and things like that. You have a schedule that you're so used to, you're regimented, and all of a sudden you get away from that because of the holidays and no school, and then you have have a little bit of freedom. Freedom's not always good for those people. If you know those, what I mean. Those people. Yes. Those football players. Oh, right. Yeah. Look, it's it's tough. For anybody when you're on a schedule and you're used to a schedule. Well, it's basically a month between games for Texas. Yes. Right. You said three weeks. It's actually four and a half weeks in between wow. games for Texas. So the Big 12 championship took place on December 2nd. And then obviously the Sugar Bowl takes place on January 1st. So yeah, more than four weeks between games for the Longhorns. And like you said, I mean, the kids after the Big 12 title game, they went to go focus on school, wrapping up the semester, taking their yep. final exams. And then, yeah, they get to go home for a couple of days to spend time with friends and family. And get the that NIL is, check, get that final NIL check going, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the hope is, look, this team realizes what's at stake here. And uh, even though guys were away from their teammates and the coaches for a couple of days, that they were still putting in the work and doing what they needed to do uh, when they were back home with friends and family. Yep. Uh, but look, you got, you got plenty of time to practice. Like 
even if you did get off kilter a little bit, and even if your routine did get out of whack a little bit, uh, you've got 15 of these practices to make sure that you are good to go. Yeah, so, and I love the ones that were, were, were back on your campus and because when you get down to New Orleans, it gets – I mean, every day there's something. There's, there's some kind of an event that you have to be at from the day you get there till the, till, you know, till the game's in. There's something that they have to do as a team. You know, a lot of those things you, you do joint uh, kind of events with with the team that you're playing against. You know, you're at parties. You know, you've got competition outside of it. They do goofy competitions. Yeah. You know, there's all kinds of individual parties that you go to as a actually as a coach. You and if you've got family with you, you those coaches attend all kinds of stuff by the big wigs in New Orleans. You know, especially some of them that are part of the University of Texas. And there's a lot of Texas people down in that area that have a lot of cash and you get, you, you know, you're invited to their homes and things like that. They would love for you to come by. I love for you to bring your staff there for meals. It's, it's not like it is when you're on the campus and you know what you're going to be doing. You're not going to the, you're going to the hotel, you're going to sleep, you play the game and it's done. Now you're there and events happen that take you kind of away from what, what you're thinking is, but the main practices are why you're at home. You have them on your home campus. So yeah, yeah. hopefully they get a lot of work done. Yeah, and look, the good news is Washington is dealing with those same problems. Well, sure, everybody is. And it's not like the whole rest versus rust where one team has oh, a no. bye and the other team has been playing. It's like How you handle it, yeah. Washington actually played the Pac-12 title game a day before Texas played the Big 12 title game. So they've got an even extra day in sure. between games for them. So uh, they're dealing with the same stuff that Texas is. And uh, that's good news. And also the other good news of this long layoff is you get guys back from injury. And oh, Steve, yeah. Steve Sarkeesian was asked to provide an injury update yesterday. And, well, here's what Sark had to say about uh, some of the guys who were banged up the last time we saw Texas play. So health-wise, the, the coolest part for me was all those guys were practicing today. Uh, and all of them looked really good to me. You know, are they all quite 100%? I don't know, you know, but but I know that they look fast. They were running around. Um, and that's a real positive, knowing we still have two weeks till the ball game. Uh, so I think I think everything's trending the right way on that front, and um, and they they were going, and so that that part's good, you know that that I think everybody will be available for the ball game, um, and that we're fortunate on that, and we should be having a month, right? We should be able to get everybody back. Yeah, it's nice to it's, this is the time where everybody's been banged up. They're all hurt now anyway. Everybody, even the ones you think are healthy, are banged up, and this is a great opportunity for them to get healthy. You know, they're doing all the right things, you know, uh, preparing for this football game. But rest is a big deal, too. And a lot of guys are getting a lot of rest. A lot of guys who didn't play late in the season, who missed some games, now they've already rested. But now they can get some real live rest and then get right back to getting after it. He says as they look, they look like they're at full go. And in two weeks, they they will be full go. Yeah. And Texas needs every bit, every single one of them, especially in that secondary. Yeah. The two guys I'm thinking about are Xavier Worthy and Ryan Watts. Yes. Right. And those are two of the most important players on this Texas team. I mean, Xavier Worthy, your number one receiver, your stud punt returner, uh, all American caliber player, going to be a first round pick in April's NFL draft. I don't need to tell you all about Xavier Worthy and what he means to this team, but he was banged up a couple of different times in that Oklahoma State game and had to leave that game early, ended that game in street clothes on the sideline. Uh, he is a difference maker. And you feel like this game could turn into a little bit of a shootout? 
sure. because of how good Washington's offense is, because of how good their passing attack is and their receivers are, uh, which means, yeah, you need to make sure that your offense is as close to 100% as possible. So, oh, yeah, you need him in the special teams, too. I mean, the yep. special teams game with him and returning punts is going to be key. Yeah. You know, we yeah, haven't yeah. seen Hell, we haven't seen anybody else really back there. So, we really – you. I mean, and he's very valuable in what they do special teams-wise. So, you got to have him at full go. Yep. And I would think, you know, he didn't break anything. He's probably got, you know, I thought he had like a thigh bruise and a little bit of an ankle. So all that stuff will be ready. Two weeks, he'll be ready to, he'll be ready to shine. Yeah, Especially if this is his last go-round. I hope it's not. I hope he's got two more go-arounds. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, after, after all the playoff games, this is, this is it. I mean, he's, he wants to be at, at, at full tilt when he's ready to go now. So I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited to see him in the next couple of games. Yeah, me too. Me too. Chance to solidify himself as a uh, first round pick. I think he's I don't probably... know about Watts. I just I, I mean he, when you're talking about a hammy, I mean he's had some hamstring stuff that always scares me at any moment. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't take much to tweak a hammy. I mean, and you can you can have all the rest you want in that BK. You can have a month of rest, six weeks of rest, but it's only that one stupid little maneuver you make. And if that thing twinges, that's that's it. Or you tweak that hammy, you know what that's like. And he seems to be that kid. Well, I think Knock Texas on wood. Need, yeah, Texas needs him out there. I mean, yes. uh, hearing Sark say that he's practicing is a good sign, right? Like that's clearly a step in the right direction. But uh, yeah, no, look, Ryan Watts is he's no Thorpe Award winner, but no. he's really good for this Texas team. It doesn't matter. They need every secondary guy they can get. Yeah, no, no, he's he's him. not a depth guy though. He's the best corner on this team. Like, right. I don't want people to think that, ah, now they just need all oh, the secondary no. guys. No, no he's not just another guy. Yeah, he's the best that they have. So they, they need that guy. They're going up against the best set of receivers that they've seen all year. They're going up against the best quarterback that they've seen yeah. all year. Uh, they need Ryan Watts in this game. So I love hearing that he's practicing. And the hope is, yeah, he's not going to tweak anything in no. practice or in the game because you want that guy out there on the field for all four quarters. So He's this team's boundary corner. He's this team's biggest and most physical corner. He's not the fastest corner that Texas has, but uh, he's been Coach solid. Physical guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, they they need that guy. I don't know exactly what the matchups are going to look like. I don't know if Texas is going to try to put certain corners on certain receivers and have them follow the receivers all over the field, or if they'll just say, hey, you know, you got this side, you got that side. I don't know what the game plan is going to look like from PK. But, yeah, no, Ryan Watts is uh, very, very important to this team's success. And you think about, like, two of the worst games the Longhorns have played this season, the loss to Oklahoma and then the near loss at Houston. Yep. Like, Ryan Watts missed those games. And I don't think that's a coincidence that Texas had maybe its two worst secondary performances of the season without Ryan Watts. So he's not perfect, but uh, he might be the best that they have. And oh, He's yeah, the best that they have. There's, there. No, there's no – they don't have another corner – that's as physical as he is. I mean, like you said, he's not the fastest thing, but if he can get his hands on you, that helps a lot because then the pressure from that defensive front comes in. But if guys get free releases and get into zones and all that stuff, that's what you don't want. So you got to have him healthy. Yeah. And, and, and he'll be, he'll be, he'll be going, but he won't be doing full speed stuff. I mean, he'll, he'll run around for a while. You don't want him going full speed. You get him to new Orleans, you know what I mean? Where it's a couple of yeah. days, Weather may be a little bit warmer wherever, wherever they get to. They'll be practicing indoors there, so who knows? I, I don't know if they spend their time in the bubble when they're here or, you know, like a day-to-day, it's a, it's a wet day. Where do you practice? I mean, it's not like it's 30 degrees either. It's still going to be 
you know, high 50s, 60s. So temperature-wise, it's good. You're probably getting the same weather that New Orleans would get, I would think. Yeah, I don't know. I should be practicing inside, right, since the game's inside? Yeah, I would think. I don't know. I mean, they've, they've, they've got it both. They've, they've done practices. In the, they've been in the bubble. They've done yeah. all those things. So they know, they know what they're, they're – they're, those guys are used to it. You know what I'm saying? They're, you're right. They're not playing an outdoor game. So what's the difference? They need to be inside. Yeah, the last two games, and we hope there are two, they will be yeah. inside. I know Houston's got the retractable roof, but there's that a thing is never open. Yeah, there's a 99.9% chance that thing uh, will be closed. And you're right, that thing is never open, even even when the weather's perfect. Oh, man, why don't they open that up for some fun and sun? They, uh, it's funny, like last year, it's kind of a sign of where the Texans have been, and obviously they've turned things around and they're in the playoff mix right now and they've got things rolling with D'Amico Ryans and CJ Stroud and the future's bright for the Houston Texans but uh, the last three years have been as dim as possible there was a game last year where they planned on having the roof open right it was like supposed to be a perfect fall weather day in Houston temperatures in the low to mid 70s sunshine I mean just perfect perfect for an open roof football game they tried to open the roof the morning of the game and it was broken so they had to keep no it yeah yeah, 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 I'm just thinking maybe they just don't want the birds to shit on the field, you know? Oh, some of the gulls may come around there from the coast, oh. come up and, and just drop some turds on people. Maybe they don't want that. They're flying up from Galveston. There's not enough bread yeah. down there, so they're going to oh. get the food at NRG. Hell yeah, the popcorn and everything. Are you kidding me? Yeah. They're bombed. They're diving in there you through ever, the opening. They don't, want, a, they don't want any of that stuff to happen. You ever had a bird shit on you? I've really never. You know what? Somebody told me that's good luck, if, especially if a seagull shits on you. It's good luck. I've never been shat on by a bird. I've had to hit my windshield or my car, but not directly on me. I don't think I have either. No, because I'm coming back for revenge. I'll, I'll find oh, you're gonna go, You're going to go shit on the bird? I'll find that bird and shit on Good luck with that. How does that work? <laughs> I'll find that bird. No, no, no. Yeah, I don't believe that good luck thing. That's a crock of crap that right is, there. That is, isn't it? Yeah. That's no. bad luck. What are you talking about? Yeah, that's the worst luck ever, that you're in the spot where the bird decided to crap at that moment in time. On like, my suit luck. at the wedding, the outdoor wedding, splat. Yeah, good luck. Right on my blue suit. Really? That's yeah, good well, luck? I don't think so. Yeah, we'll see you in court, in divorce court, <laughs> in a couple of weeks after that one. All right, uh, let's hear more from Steve Sarkeesian. So this is sort of the transition clip from talking about the current team to talking about national signing day and recruiting Steve Sarkeesian was basically asked like how much did the success of this season help you in closing another top five recruiting class here's coach ultimately we can all talk about what we're going to be and when I when I got hired I said we'd be the best developmental staff in the country and and I was very purposeful in the coaches that I did hire in the development of the players that they've had historically and then their success with a life after college in the NFL. And I think we saw a glimpse of that last year with the NFL draft, having those five guys drafted. Um, you know, you, when you have two defensive linemen drafted, two running backs drafted, and, and then DeMarvion at linebacker, like we're trying to develop those players in our program. But as those players develop in the program, 
team success should start to follow, right, as, as everybody starts to develop. And um, naturally, five and seven, eight and five, and now, now 12 and one in the college football playoff, um, our players are developing. And I think we'll see that when the NFL draft comes around this year. No doubt about it, Coach. They yeah. are developing players, and they're developing not only the first-teamers, but the second-teamers and third-teamers. They continue to develop uh, for your program when the other guys are gone. The guys that remain are, have gotten better. So it's, it'll be, it's very interesting. That, I mean, that, that helps your recruiting. And, and probably the biggest success of recruiting for these guys is the fact that that's what's happening because it wasn't happening here before. They were still right. getting really five-star guys, four-star kids, and they were coming in. They weren't even getting better as they went out. They were either staying the same or getting worse, and it's changed an awful lot now. Yeah, it helps with recruiting kids out of high school. It also helps with the transfer portal sure. as well because yeah, these kids who want to get immediate playing time and feel like they're good enough to make an impact for a contending team, yes. uh, they're going to look at a place like the University of Texas now and say, okay, no, that's where I could go. I could compete for championships there, and that coaching staff is going to develop me and Absolutely. turn me to an NFL player. So, yeah, I mean, just think about how far Texas has come. I mean, a few years ago, Texas didn't have a single player drafted, not one. And this year, there's a chance Texas has five players drafted in the first two rounds of the NFL draft. So you're right. I mean, recruiting's always been there now. I think it's taken another step under Steve Sarkeesian, but hell, Charlie Strong brought in a couple of top 10 classes. Tom Herman brought in a couple of top 10 classes, including a top three class one year. And those guys just weren't developed and they didn't pan out. And Texas obviously didn't have the on-field success that it needed to have to keep those coaches around. Sark's been able to recruit at that high level, but more importantly, he's been able to develop that talent to where, yeah, Texas is in the mix in the national landscape of college. Yeah, you're, 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 it's nice to have those five stars, but they have, to, they have to fit within the framework of what you're trying to accomplish as a team. And then that makes everybody better. It just does. You Guys just can't be on their own playing outside of the box. Xavier Worthy can't be running the routes that he wants to run. I mean, it has to fit within in the framework of what you're trying to do offensively. And when you have a bunch of, of five stars as they've had before and guys are kind of doing it their way instead of doing it, you know, the team way and the coaches way, it just doesn't, doesn't pan out because it doesn't pan out to wins. And right. when kids see you're not winning, but you're getting five-star players that seem to be doing whatever they seem to, to want to do, they're going, no, I'm looking for a little structure here too. Sure. I, I don't want to just be – I know I'm good but I need to be structured and I need to fit into a program that's going to win football games. And that's what they've got now. They've got, they've got structure, they've got culture, and they're winning football games. It, it all works the same way. Yep. Just Texas, does. Texas has been a place where five stars have gone to die. Oh, for sure. In recent years. So the fact that uh, the majority of the five stars who are coming to campus are turning out to be great college players and also headed off to the NFL – that's really good, but it's also the three-star guys. Sure. Andre Sweat was a three-star. Jalen Ford was a three-star. You talk about development. Like, I'm not going to sit here and tell you it's easy to develop five stars. Uh, I'm a Texas fan. I've seen that it's not easy to develop those guys. But, you know, the, the dudes with more natural talent and ability, like, okay, those guys are more likely going to pan out than the three-stars. But the fact right. that Texas – I mean, Jake Major's a three-star. Ethan Burke, a three-star. Uh, obviously, T. Sweat and Jalen Ford, we know how important those guys have been. I mean, those are two of the best defensive players in this conference, and T. Sweat's one of the best defensive players in the nation. Like the fact that, yeah, those guys have turned into the players that they are. Sure. Uh, that 
you give the coaching staff almost more credit for that than uh, what they've done with the four and five stars. Oh, no doubt about it. But if you can make the five stars even better, that is that that goes a long way. That means you're coaching your ass off. People are listening. They're understanding what you're trying to do for them. They're not just like saying, hey, listen, I, I was a natural from the get-go. You've helped me out an awful lot. I, I love if a kid who says, hey, you've helped me greatly that I've been here the, you know, for the last three or four years. And you look at him and go, damn, you were good when you got here. But, I mean, you can take, you can take pride in what you, what you do with your work. And I think the staff can take a lot of pride in, in how they've gone about their business over the last three years. They've built it. You know, it didn't just start out with success. It's being built the right way right now. And as yeah. I said, they have, a, they have a way about them in recruiting that they can go into the homes and make people feel comfortable about where their sons go to school. They just, they just have. And when you do it, like I said, in the summertime when people – where that used to be the relaxed part of the season, and they own the month of June, that's totally incredible to me because it's totally different in football. You know, I, I know for people – I mean, but nobody does it like Texas does in that month. They really haven't. That is, that is something that's unique, and, it, and it's not done that way. It's, it's probably done that way for Alabama and Georgia. That's what they're used to doing. But for Texas, to take a month when everybody is kind of scattered and getting off and making that a fulfilling month, in recruiting, that's incredible. It really is what yeah. is done over the over the over the in the summertime when people are like, "Screw football! I need to go chill out. I'm not thinking about football." He's made them think about it. When when the kids are off your campus and these kids are coming to this campus when there's nobody there, no students, and they they have that kind of time and they spend with them and it works. That's that's fantastic. Yeah, and now it's going to be easier to recruit over the summer, hell, all yeah. year round than it ever has been. No right? doubt. I mean, I think of the last time Texas was recruiting at a consistently elite level. You go back to the Mac Brown heyday and the aughts of the 2000s, like, oh, he was dominating the state. He was dominating the country. And Texas yes. was pretty much recruiting everybody it wanted to recruit. That was great. But you think of what these kids have access to right now with, oh, yeah. with NIL. Like, NIL wasn't a thing back then. So uh, the facilities have obviously gotten a lot better around here. Texas will continue to get better. Texas is now going to the SEC, which obviously that wasn't a thing when Mac Brown was the coach. So, like, yeah, you combine all of those things, and obviously with the on-field success that the team has had, that's the real reason why it's it's going to be easy to recruit now. By the way, it's a pretty good easy. school, too. It's a pretty good academic school, too. Yep. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Now, Texas has a lot going for it right now, and I think a lot of these kids have just waited to see if Texas can actually be back. Like if Texas can you be just, are they back? Are they back? Yeah. 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 I mean, I've always said you win the big 12. That's that, that for me was their Yes, Absolutely. The last year Texas was back was really back was 2009, which of course was the last year that they won the big 12. So for me, yes. Now they could go unback. I hope they don't go what? unback. They can go unback. Soon. Yeah. I thought once you're back, you're back. No, 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 you could, uh, you could go back to being bad. Which you can go hope, unbad again. Yeah, I hope never happens, but you know, if it does happen, hopefully it's a couple of decades down the road. Uh, but no, it's like a, a lot of these kids. I mean, I brought it up earlier this week. Like, think about th these kids were born in two thousand and two, three, four, five. Like, they, they were babies when Texas won the national championship, and they were young kids when Texas last won a conference championship. So, like, yeah, obviously everything surrounding Texas is great. The city of Austin, the education, the history. You, know, you get to play for the state school in the state of Texas. Like, that's all great. But, uh, no, these guys want to go somewhere where they can win 
And no Texas, about Texas it. hasn't won anything of note in a long time. So now that they are winning stuff of note and they are in the mix for national championships again, then yeah, that's uh, that's going to help and pay major, major dividends on the recruiting front. Yeah. I know Sark has to be excited. I mean, yesterday had to be exciting for him. He got the wide receiver he wanted, you know, he got everybody, everybody signed. He took one away from Texas A&M. That's, that's always a good feeling, you know, as many as you can take now, find a way to take that receiver to win in the portal away from him too. If he's, yeah. if he's a good kid, grab him. Now, Evan Stewart. Yeah, he shouldn't need to go anyplace else. You got enough NIL things going on in the city of Austin, especially if he's local enough, bring him on. Yeah, I don't know what that kid's going to do. I mean, there's a chance that he might go back to AM, right? He might just be. Oh, no. Somebody, yeah. may, somebody just may make the deal, yeah. you know, the, the money deal clearer for him. And he can say, you know what? I can take this for a year because I can take this money for a year. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he's got, uh, I think, a couple of years left. Yeah, and despite, despite the team, I can make coin because I'm going to make coin at the next level. Somebody's going to coach me up. Right, right. Jimbo right. may not have been able to. I'd love to get Evan Stewart here in wow. Austin. My God, yeah, that guy's an all-world talent. And you know, we'll see. Texas offered him out of high school. So despite some of the character concerns that may or may not be there with Evan Stewart, this coaching staff really, uh, clearly felt good about him a couple of years ago. To the point where, yeah, they wanted him on campus. Stewart ultimately decided to sign in College Station, but he is in the portal right now. So we'll see. And, and I think I think we're all past that stage of, you know, despite if a, if a kid had problems or not, the kids are in a business now. It's a business. It's not. This isn't play for the old state. You. I mean, that feels good. It sounds good. But the players themselves are in a business. These are professionals now. Yeah. This is not. This is not a bunch of college kids. They have. They're, the money that they make right now is real live money. It's money that you and I may not see in our lifetime. So this is this is a business for them too. So they have to make business decisions. You know, this, sure. they can't. They can't. They can. You can call them knuckleheads. You can say, well, no, they should be coming for the pride of the university. No, these are business decisions. These these aren't kids. A lot of these kids aren't after they're done going to become. Now I hope they get their education and and whatever field that they decided to go into. No, they're not going to play football forever. But the first couple of years of their business decisions, they need to know what to do with their money and how to do it. So if the money is right for them and you can put that money away and, and you can and still have a, a good football career and college and, and still get a degree, that's great. But I understand now what this is all about. Yeah, well, Sark knows that too. Like we're not talking about Dabo Sweeney here who has no idea oh, how no. any of this shit works. Like Sark, Sark gets that, but Sark's not going to – Offer a kid who only cares about the money. Oh, no, no. He has to fit the program. Yeah, so if Evan Stewart, if Sark's getting that sense, like, oh, this guy's going to come in here and he's not going to care about getting better and helping our team win games. He literally only cares about getting as many NIL deals as he possibly can, then I'm not going to take him. Like, Sark said it yesterday, and, and, and some of this is BS, but Sark said, like, I don't recruit on stars. Like, I just, I, like, we trust our evaluations and we want to get to know these guys as people and and, you know, we want to make sure that they are good culture fits for our program. And I believe all of that. But he also, I'm sure, looks at stars, too. Oh, there's no doubt about it, because you can take those three stars, give me those five, and I'll whip your ass every weekend oh. just about. Yeah, but there are plenty of players who have entered the portal that were seemingly good enough to get offered by Texas. Oh, no doubt. By a bunch of other schools who are on Texas's level or very close to Texas's level, and Texas hasn't offered yet. So I think especially with those portal guys – Oh yeah, they have high school. It's, high school. It's hard to tell because no one's actually gotten nil deals yet. 
No. Right? So you don't know how guys are going to react to NIL deals because they don't have any to this point. Uh, college players, like you've seen how guys act with that name, image, and likeness and everything else oh, that sure. goes into being a college athlete. Like you've got more of a sense on, and obviously you have more people you can talk to about just what type of kid that they are. So I, I look, I think Texas would be interested in Evan Stewart. I think they're going to push. I think everybody else is probably going to push as well. Oh, so yeah. it won't be easy to get that kid. And you're right. NIL, I'm sure we'll have and a by lot the way, someone won't care if he's, if he's got, if he's a head case, they won't care. Yeah. Yeah. They just, they just need him for a year. Right. I don't know if Texas will care. That's like the, if, no, I just don't think they they don't bring those. I, I don't see Sark bringing those kind of guys into their program if they don't care. They're gonna have to care about a lot of other things besides just making money. Right. Exactly. They, they really do. They they don't they don't I I, I don't see them with the, you know, we've we've not gotten into guys on six street. We haven't over the last couple of years, it's been pretty clean and clear around here. Knock on wood that it stays that way. They've not had many problem children. And the problems if they had them. They, it, it's been held within check and within house, and they've dealt with them that way. Yeah, you're right. Not a lot of Urban Meyer at Florida oh stories. Oh, my goodness, no. Stemming from this locker room. That's a great point. That is a, a good thing that we haven't had to talk about too often in the Steve Sarkeesian era. That's for sure. All right, we'll get to more Sark audio here momentarily, but uh, fuck, we're 40 minutes in, and we haven't yes. shouted out any of our sponsors yet. How about uh, getting your teeth done, getting them all fixed up for the holidays, feeling good? having your gums clean, the whole works, getting all that tooth decay out of here. You get that done with Dr. Greg Eckert and his wonderful staff. Now they're doing general dentistry like extractions, teeth cleaning, teeth whitening. But what they really, really do, how about that unbelievable veneers that I have? You know, that most advanced work. I got my veneers in in just two visits with the good doctor. And no, it wasn't about my selfie smiles that I needed to have. I need to take those pictures. What I need to have done is the smile that I've always wanted. And you can get that done with Dr. Greg Eckert. He's done over 1,500 cases of restoring teeth. And as I said, in just two visits, that's incredible. Put the temporaries in. You'll love the temporary fit. But what you want is those permanent, that permanent smile that you'll have each and every day. Now, but if you have problems with just one tooth or, or just a couple teeth, you can get a smile for you in just one day. Now, mine took a little bit of time on my second visit. But this way, with dental implants, find out if you're a candidate for dental implants with Dr. Eckert and leave with a smile the same day that you go in. 512-345-3166. And folks, he will take most insurances. So find out now there's not a lot of days left in this month because you're going to be getting new dental insurance for January. But listen, how about if you want to become a new patient with Dr. Eckert? Find out if he's taking on new patients, which he will be in 2024 for sure. And nobody better. Over 28 years of service in Central Texas. This guy is absolutely the very best. Give you that great smile in just one visit. He's our dentist. Should be yours also. Yes, indeed. Shout out to Dr. Eckert. Also, shout out to our man, Tom McKay, over at Audiovisual Consultations. Hi, this is Tom McKay, owner of Audiovisual Consultations, and all of us at Audiovisual would like to wish you and your family a happy holiday season. This time of year can get a little hectic, so we want to remind you to relax, enjoy the season with your family and friends, and give us a call for all your home entertainment needs. If you save the time you spend in traffic and big store crowds, you'd have more time with the people you actually enjoy. So smile, hug your kids, make love to your wife, and cheer the game with your friends. Call us at 255-8678. That's 512-255-8678 or online at avconsultations.com. And I'll be going over to see the Coens today. There you go. Right. Joe Cohen. That's right. I'm going over there and I'm pulling right into a space there because it's free parking. So move your car out of my free space when I get over there this afternoon. Oh, okay. That's how it's going to work. Yeah. I'm going to throw it down. That's right. I got to get in and get out. 
and join you guys over at Sue Patrick today. So I'm, I'm looking forward to a wonderful, wonderful Thursday for sure. You know the rules, right? As long as you turn your hazard lights on, you can park anywhere you want. Oh, is that is that your rule? Yeah. So really? if there are no parking spaces in front of Joe Cohen and Son Jewelers on Sixth and Congress, then just, hey, just right in the main, right there, the bicycle lane, if I have to. Sure. Yeah, just get in the right lane, turn the hazards on, and then walk in and. Well, walk hell, out. in that bicycle lane, they can fit five cars. I don't oh, know why they need five. You know, enough space for five cars in a damn bicycle lane, anyway. Don't go Please after look. the cyclists. Don't oh, go after them. I know. Now. I know. Leave them alone. They, they pay all those taxes for their cycle. Oh, oh no, they don't. I'm sorry, they don't. They don't they pay don't, taxes? What do you mean? They don't pay taxes on a cycle. You know what no. I'm saying? You see any license plate on the back of that cycle? No. No. All you see is skinny asses or asses that are too big. How about trying to lock up the refrigerator there? Cyclists. Dude, those people are relentless, man. I know. If you start on them, they won't stop. They'll come yeah. back and get you. Be careful. Sure. Somebody, Somebody's hearing this right now, and they're going to purposely run into you on a bicycle while you're walking the streets downtown today. I don't care. I can take on the cyclists. If they're, they're not coming at me fast enough. It's those damn scooters I worry about. Oh, the Lyme and bird oh, scooters. My God, they're everywhere. They, they leave them. It's for the people to pick up in trees and places. I'm like, what the hell? Why would you leave somebody's scooter up in the tree? You didn't you get, get it from the tree, I don't believe. How do you get it up there? I don't know, because people are evil like that. It's like hanging from a power line like that. Oh, yeah, here. Can you see you and see if you can come up here and get this? Yeah. Or the edge of the bridge just before it's going over, hanging by a piece of string. <laughs> That's nice. <laughs> Good job there, scooter guy. Oh, man. As the buck mentioned, we will be at Sue Patrick from 12 to 1, the midday show. It'll be Trey. It will be me. And the buck will be there as well. So I hope to see all of you people out there. They've got the Sugar Bowl gear. They've got the Texas volleyball gear. Oh, the volleyball gear is back. It's ready. Yep. Some great stocking stuffers as well. So if you've got a little bit more Christmas shopping to do before the big day on Monday, uh, head out to Sue Patrick. You could come see us from 12 to 1 or just go there at some point between now and Monday. Uh, the best selection of Longhorn gear that you can find. And once again, tons of other great stuff as well. Shout out to our friends at Sue Patrick and shout out to 7-Eleven. Oh, yeah. Our man Ashish, our girl Wendy. They've got it down. 7-Eleven. They've got everything you need to fuel up for today. Coffee. Slurpees. Big oh. gulps. The snacks. The donuts. The pizza, the Thursday means hard copy too. Hard copy today. Yeah, the newspaper for nobody because none of you read the newspaper besides the buck. They've got it all at 7 Eleven. There's 7 Elevens all over the great state of Texas. Make sure you download that 7 Eleven app as well to cash in on the Seven Rewards program. Thanks to our great friends at 7 Eleven. Folks out in Lake Cliff said to say hello to you yesterday. I was out there. They're one of our travel partners out Very there. Good. Yeah, they, they it's wonderful. And they said they've retrieved a number of your balls from the lake. Um, there are a few they could have retrieved if they really wanted to. <laughs> yeah, I gave them a few. There's souvenirs. a couple that they can't even find. No, no, yeah, some of them have, have been eaten by fish. Oh yeah, or they're just uh, drenched in the bottom of the lake. Shout out to Tom McKay, by the way. He just texted in on the code of text line five one two 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 nine three two eight. Said, I love 7-Eleven, just had a piece of pizza and a chocolate milk. What? How about that for breakfast? Chocolate milk, chocolate moo-moo or whatever those things are called. You know what, the yoo 
The Yoo-Hoo's never, you know what? I've had a sip of Yoo-Hoo. It was so bad. I've never, I've never gone back. Oh, I've never had a whole bottle of Yoo-Hoo. What about the little juice boxes? They look like juice boxes. I don't eat, I don't drink chocolate milk. Mm. I'm not no, a huge no. chocolate milk guy either. But. No, but I, I do chocolate ice cream and make it into a milkshake, but I don't do chocolate milk. No. Interesting. Chocolate milk gives me the Rhea. That's gross. And I'm not talking about Ave Maria. I'm just talking about the Rhea. I'm pretty sure everybody knew you weren't talking about Ave Maria. Are you sure? <laughs> yeah. And you weren't trying to sing the Brooks and Dunn song either. Oh. My Maria. No. Everyone oh, knew what you were talking about there. So No, chocolate milk gets me. So, yeah. Sorry about your breakfast, everybody <laughs> out there. Eat up, everyone. Blame the buck for that. All right. Let's hear more from Steve Sarkeesian. Let's talk about the two transfers. So, uh, of course, Sark spent a lot of time talking about the 22 signees that Texas brought in. Uh, by the way, since we got off the air, most of the most of the guys had signed by the time we left you yesterday at 10 o'clock. But uh, I think every Longhorn fan knows that Ryan Wingo, the five-star receiver from Missouri, did sign with Texas. So all good there. Gave every Longhorn fan a little bit of a scare with how long it took him to send in his national letter of intent. But uh, ultimately, he did submit the national letter of intent to Texas. So Ryan Wingo is in. Uh, Aaron Hampton, the four-star corner, we had told you yesterday that it felt like he was going to flip to Alabama. Uh, I mentioned that it would have been a surprise if he did stick with his commitment to Texas, and sure enough, uh, he did flip to Alabama. Uh, Nick Saban made a late push, and it was good enough to get uh, the four-star corner from Dangerfield to uh, ultimately flip and sign with Alabama. So the Longhorns lost out on Aaron Hampton. So one guy flipped away from Texas, but Texas did get a flip of its own last night. Three-star linebacker Ty Anthony Smith from Jasper, Texas. He flipped his commitment from A&M to UT. Ooh, sorry, Aggies. Yeah, 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 big time. He made the announcement at his high school last night. Ty Anthony Smith had been committed to A&M since the offseason and decided to flip to Texas. A lot of Longhorn fans and insiders were feeling pretty good about the possibility of this happening, and uh, well, sure enough, it happened. So another get in a nice way to close out the first day. By the way, the signing period, everyone calls it National Signing Day, but it's open for 72 hours. So hypothetically, Texas could get sure. a player or two out of high school to sign this week. And then, of course, you've got the original National Signing Day in February where a few more kids will sign. Uh, but, yeah, we'll see if anything else is in store this week for the Longhorns. But uh, they did get a flip last night. So they lost somebody, but they added somebody. Good. A little double whammy to get the guy from A&M as well. All right, the transfer players, though. All the high school kids were excited about them. We'll let you hear more from Sark about them in hour number two. But Sark was asked questions about both Andrew Makuba, the safety coming in from Clemson, and Matthew Golden, the wide receiver coming up from Houston. Buck, I'll uh, I'll let you pick who we talk about first. Makuba. Okay, let's uh, hear from Steve Sarkeesian. He was asked about the former LBJ Jaguar, about Texas's newest safety, Andrew Makuba. We're, we're getting a player who is – for three years, you know, been a frontline starter at Clemson and has been playing football at a high level for a very good program, one that I have a ton of respect for, for Coach Sweeney and the job they do at Clemson. He's been in big-time games, big-time moments. Um, so as much as, you know, we're losing some veteran players in that secondary, especially at that safety position, 
to add a guy who has that much experience is and has played in, in big games and in big moments, um, I think will be a really good calming effect for us. Uh, he's a really versatile player. He's played star. He's played safety. Um, he's covered in man. He's plays physical. Um, so for, for us, uh, just that experience and the fact for him that he gets to come home, right, and, and to be back home, a, a place that I joked with him. I said, man, if I wish I could have been here when, when you were coming out, maybe maybe you would have got to come here right out of high school. Um, but it's great for him, right, and he's got a lot of friends on the team, and so that, that's, a, that's a great opportunity. They said, no, Sark, Clemson was doing pretty well when I came out of high school. Yeah, so, and, and start with a little dig at Tom Herman there. Like, yeah, the previous yeah. coach didn't know what he was doing. He couldn't get you to stay home, but yeah. I got you home. Yeah, well, you got him home, and, and the guy's a veteran player now. He's played a lot of football. I mean, he's not an injury guy. He's a, a fantastic athlete that, you know, has played anything everywhere from running back to wide receiver, and you can just see the athleticism in him, and you know he can run to the ball. You know he'll be around the football for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I keep calling him a safety, and he's listed as a safety, but I think there's a damn good chance that Andrew Makuba plays more of that star position. Oh, yeah. Texas. And you heard Sark in that cut say, yeah, Makuba played some star at Clemson. Actually, the majority of the snaps he took for Clemson in 2023 was at that star slash slot corner position. So you can cover. Yeah. I mean, Jade Barron. Probably off to the NFL. He could come back for another season, but I think most people believe that he's going uh, to put his name in the draft. So there's an opening there for Makuba to be this team starting slot. I'd to have two of those guys together. How about have him with, with Barron for another year? That'd be How awesome. How would that be? I don't think it's going to happen, though. Um, I mean, if that's the case, if Barron does come back, then Makuba's going to be a safety. Yes. But if Barron leaves, then I think Makuba is uh, a plug-and-play starter at that uh, star position, which is super important now. Like that, that's one of the toughest positions to play on oh, yeah. a defense because, look, the, the outside corners, that's not easy either. I, I think playing corners, the toughest. But you get that, that slide guy crossing a lot. You got to cover that guy, come over the top underneath linebackers, got to yeah. maneuver yourself around. You got to be a really good athlete for that position. Yeah. When you're the boundary of the field corner, you get to use the sideline for help. Right. You get that extra defender. But when you're the slot guy, yeah, you don't get that help. Like, you've got to cover everything. And you're right. You've got to deal with all of those crossers and slants. And uh, it's always been a tough position to play. But nowadays, it's tougher than ever before. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, the fact that you might bring in a guy, you might lose an all-conference caliber player in John A. Barron, who was a second team, all Big 12 this year, should have been first team. Um, and, and you can replace him with the guy who's got three years of starting experience at oh, yeah. a high major program like Clemson. Uh, that is huge. You do not want to have any sort of drop-off at a position as important as that one, and it seems like Texas is going to be okay there. And, boy, is it a kid like that, is you talking about good for recruiting for locals, local kids that come out of that uh, that area? It will be unbelievable for Sark if that kid is, stays successful and, and wins a bunch of games and has a lot of success for you. He's going to be successful because he's, he's a good player. Yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. He's just a good player. He's, he's gonna, he fits into anybody's program. You know, I mean, the communication, the way he communicates, the way he moves around. I mean, if you watch him at Clemson, that guy can just flat out play. So it doesn't matter where he'd go. He'd fit in. But he helps you at home when it comes to recruiting for your recruiting, your main base of your home base around here, for sure. I think so, too. Yeah, 35 games at Clemson started, 31 of them, 143 tackles in his three-year career. And I think I brought this stat up earlier this week. But uh, Pro Football Focus says Makuba had more than 300 snaps in coverage this season, and he didn't give up a single passing touchdown. 
So that's pretty damn good right there. And, uh, yeah, this is uh, an awesome, awesome grab for Texas, the number one safety in the transfer portal. But, once again, we'll see what position he's going to play when he gets to Texas. The Longhorns do need safety help, too. Uh, They brought in a couple of really, really talented recruits to hopefully help in that area. But, uh, once again, if Jade Barron's gone, that might be where you see Andrew McCuba play in 2024. All right, so that's one of the two transfers that Texas has signed to this point in the offseason. Here's Steve Sarkeesian talking about the other one, wide receiver Matthew Golden. I think, you know, two things we were looking for in the portal at the receiver position was, one, obviously an experienced playmaker on the outside who was physical enough to, to play out there. You know, he's a he has good length. He's, he's really well put together. Uh, he made a lot of big plays over two years at Houston, clearly in our game, catches two touchdowns that, that were big catches uh, at critical moments of that game. Uh, but on the flip side of that, we wanted to see if we could find some value in special teams. And, you know, what he was able to do at Houston in the kickoff return game, um, very impactful there as well. He is more than adequate in the punt return game. So we're, we're finding more than just a one-tool player, a guy who's physical, blocking on the perimeter, can play with the ball in his hands, has the ability to take the top off the defense, uh, but also – uh, add value in the return game. So it was kind of a, a perfect fit uh, for us when it came to w- what it could project to for our program moving forward. Yeah, obviously they feel more comfortable with a guy who's played, who's touched the ball an awful lot like a receiver as a punt returner. Yeah. They're not looking to develop any young guy coming out. They, they, they're looking for veteran guys who handle the ball, and that's fine with me. Yeah, they're not putting a fourth string running back. No, they're not. They're, he's not going to do that. That's probably never going to happen here. That doesn't sound like the way Sark, unless you unless you came out of high school and that's what your specialty was, and you returned four in a season for a touchdown, and that's what you did primarily. You were just you know you may have been a receiver, but primarily you could take it back to the house on kickoff returns and punt returns. He's putting a guy who's touched the ball a lot back there. Yeah, and that's and fine. He- He's had success, too, as a a return man. Second team, all Big 12 as a returner this year. And I think he's got a couple of touchdowns to his credit in his college career. So, yeah, the best of both worlds. I mean, Matthew Golden's a really good receiver. 13 receiving touchdowns in his two years at Houston, uh, despite average coaching and pedestrian, at times, quarterback play. Uh, That guy put up some pretty solid numbers on the outside four-star recruit out of high school, had an offer from Texas out of high school, track star in high school. Uh, Dude's a really, really good athlete. He's got the size. He's got the speed. He's got the athleticism that you want in a uh, top flight wide receiver. And then, of course, yeah, the special teams game. And it's clear that this coaching staff really values that. Like, I think Sark and Jeff Banks and this entire staff and the team, too, the players themselves, take a lot of pride in how good this special teams unit has been. It was the best special teams group in the Big 12 this season. Like, they don't want that to be an anomaly. They want to consistently Absolutely. be one of the best special teams teams. Dude, if you're, giving punters, if you're giving punters scholarships, yes. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. I mean, they look, Bert Auburn's been great as a kicker. They identified him, brought him in. Yes, they Ryan, did. Ryan Sanborn, they went and got a, a, a grad transfer from the portal last year. Like, you don't think about punters that often in the transfer portal. But no. Texas was just average at punting the football in 2022, so they went and got Sanborn. And, uh, yeah, like you said with the returners, look, Keelan Robinson, he was kind of brought in here in part because of his return ability. And Xavier Worthy, he's going to be a first-round pick, one of the best players on the team. Uh, He's been this team's punt returner. So, yeah, this team cares about the special teams a lot. 
And you heard it from Sark. I mean, that was there are plenty of talented receivers in the portal. Like, I don't know if Matthew Golden was the best receiver receiver in the portal, but there was no better combination of receiver and return man that Texas could have gotten in the portal. And, and yeah, you heard and, 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 and like you said, I still believe they're going to find another one. They're waiting. They're waiting. I mean, these bowl games may bring guys to them late, but I still think they look for another, a little older guy again. Yeah. 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 And that's, you know, maybe Evan Stewart is that guy. Um, There are a few other receivers in the portal right now. I think Sark actually referenced that yesterday. I'm not sure what cut it is. I'm not just going to start playing random bits of audio uh, to try to find it. But Sark basically said yesterday that there's a chance that Texas isn't done at wide receiver. Now, does that mean another transfer portal guy? Does that mean a high schooler? who would sign in February at the uh, second national signing day. I'm not sure. Sark didn't really elaborate on that, but he did talk about, um, yeah, the potential for another wide receiver coming into the fold here. Yeah, and and if this team wins a national championship for sure, A.D. Mitchell doesn't return because now he's he's been on – that means he'll have three championship rings. He'll be like, I'm out of here. I've had enough of this college. That'd be, would it be three or four? It'd be three. Why not, right? why not make it four? That's what I say. Hold up the four. Why don't you be – you will be the guy. I thought he was the guy this year. So he was one of my – to me, one of the most valuable players on that football team. You know, I, I mean, Xavier Worthy did his Xavier Worthy thing. I thought he was more consistent this year. I thought he was um, – played like a mature wide receiver, like a guy looking to make some money. But – I and especially with the fact that I thought he made, made the, the simple catches that were supposed to be caught. He did that this year. He really – I think I, he's, yeah. up, he stepped his game up a little bit. But I thought the, the best of, of, of the bunch was A.D. Mitchell. I just did. I just, on a consistent basis and as a pro, looking like a real pro, I thought he did. You're so, not alone. I think there are uh, plenty of Longhorn fans who agree with you. I was just talking to one the other night who felt like A.D. Mitchell had a better year than Xavier Worthy. I mean, Texas has two number one receivers. Like, it's such a great problem to have. No you don't kidding. have to hit these guys against one another. Like, they both helped each other uh, succeed tremendously. And that's a huge part of why Texas is playing in the Sugar Bowl with a chance to be playing for a national championship here in a few weeks. So if I, I won it, three, if I won three, I would probably be like, bye, y'all. Mitchell should leave regardless. Like, of course, I want him back, but like, he, he should go. He should go. Um, he's going to be a late first or early second round pick. Yeah, I can see him early in the second, middle of the second round. Yes most recent mock draft we talked about on this show from Matt Miller had Mitchell going in the first round, like at 26. Like, why, why would you come back? Like, once again, I want him back. Of course I want him back, but I don't know. Like his goal is to play on Sundays and he's got a kid too. like, go, go make that NFL money. If it's, yeah. if it's, if it's there now, this is a loaded wide receiver class. There might be eight receivers that go in the first oh, yeah. round. So there's always that, Oh, if Mitchell comes back, then, you know, maybe he's number seven or number eight on that group. Maybe he could be number three or number four. Sure. If he comes back. And once and again, it all, there you go. It, it all kind of depends on who's the guy throwing the ball. I mean, it just, right. everything kind of depends on, on position guys like that. Well, who's throwing me the ball. Do I have a young guy who's just going to be a, you know, a red shirt freshman, throw me a ball. Or do I have a veteran who's going to be in his third or fourth year? It just, it, 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 it but and you don't know, and you don't want your future depending yeah. on somebody else when you you know you played well enough to go. Right. Yeah. He's. I'd, I'd be stunned if he comes back, regardless of how this college football playoff goes down. Like I, I, I have told myself, and and Chip, Chip reported a couple of weeks ago that there's a source 
who told him that Mitchell is actually mulling coming back for another year. But even Chip is like, dude, I, I don't believe that source. Like, I, I, I think he's gone. Like, he's, I'd be stunned, pleasantly stunned if he, uh, if he does return. They the pleasantly way, made a package that keep you here for another year and you feel like you can move up. But there's no guarantees of moving up to having a year like you just had. That, that's a great year. It's a great year. Yeah, great year. And nine touchdowns, and he's played himself into oh, that yeah. first-round conversation. So we'll see. By the way, Jordan Whittington got uh, invited to the Senior Bowl yesterday. I saw Texas football amidst all of the signing day tweets that they had. Uh, they posted a video of Steve Sarkeesian making that announcement at practice that Jay Witt had gotten extended the invitation to the Senior Bowl. So, That's great. Yeah, man, he's a fan favorite, a locker room favorite, a guy who's meant a ton to this university, a guy who's been through a lot, right? One of those dudes who yes, he has. was a part of the last coaching staff, one of those guys who stuck it out through five and seven. He had plenty of opportunities to leave and uh, kept coming back to Austin and uh, happy for him to get that invite. Yeah, he's, he's a day three draft pick. If Whittington could come back, Hell, I think that guy would come of back. Of course, he'd come back. Twenty years, right? <laughs> he'd try to recreate old school and start a new fraternity. Absolutely, and, he and Cunning, Brock Cunningham could get together. Oh my God! Yeah, <laughs> those guys, those guys never want to leave. No. Uh, but uh, yeah, Whittington. Congrats to him. Incredibly well deserved, and excited to see what he's going to do. Some NFL teams are going to fall in love with him just uh, because of all of the versatility that he has. Oh, he's going to be a great slot guy for somebody. Yeah. A blocker. I mean, he's going to, you know, he'll be running the jet sweeps for teams. You know, he'll be doing a lot of different things. He'll be on all the special teams and you're getting a, a, a really versatile player for your football team in the NFL with him. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. Okay. We'll get back to the Sark audio momentarily. We'll also uh, get into some NFL headlines and we still have to play you our throwback Thursday yes, viral video of the week. So that's all coming up here over the next 54 minutes or so. But uh, first, Buck, some love to some sponsors. No doubt about it. How about Texas Orthopedics? You're seeking that specialized patient-focused orthopedic care. Contact the experts at Texas Orthopedics. Their physicians offer comprehensive surgical and non-surgical orthopedic care for children and adults. Spinal care, sports medicine, of course, trauma care, joint replacement for an old man like the buck, rheumatology, and even more. While you're there, do say hello. Ask for Chris Danny, Dr. Danny, and Dr. Christopher Stockton. They are dedicated orthopedic surgeons there, and their goal is to get you right back into good health and that great quality of life that you deserve. For more information, go to txortho.com. Texas Orthopedics is the largest independent orthopedic uh, company in the state of Texas. Once again, for more information, go to txortho.com. Yes, indeed. Shout out to them and shout out to Altstadt Beer as well. The best beer that you can find all throughout the great state of Texas. Speaking of last minute holiday shopping, if you are yes, looking sir. for the perfect last minute holiday gift for the beer drinker in your life, uh, give them a six pack of Altstadt beer. They've got so many different brews too: the lager and the Kolsch. Those are their two flagships. Those are the award winners, but there's so much more than that. The Altstadt light beer is tremendous. You want to eat your calories this holiday season. You don't need to be drinking your calories. So get you the Altstat light. Super easy to drink. It sacrifices on the calories, but most importantly, it does not sacrifice on the taste. Some great seasonal beers as well. 
wherever you're going this holiday season, make sure yes. you're bringing some Altstadt beer. And they've got it. If you're hitting the town this weekend for holiday parties, if you're going to your favorite bars and restaurants around the city, uh, make sure you're asking your bartenders, waitresses, waiters, servers, whoever for Altstadt beer. And I will be drinking some Altstadt on tomorrow's show. There don't you want, go. That's right. That. Friday, you're bringing it down. Friday's the day. Yeah, I should I should really do it every Friday. Uh, fortunately, I got stuff to do. I wish I could just. You uh, got stuff. That's right. I'll sure. tell you what else you got. You got to pick up some Olipop if you're going, and you're going to be around a bunch of kiddos. Some of you will be going over to grandma's. Grandma will be coming to your house. The kids will be running all around. You want to keep them under control? Give them the Olipop. That's right. They've got it at your, hey, they've got it at your H-E-B. I saw right here at B-Cave, H-E-B. They've got their whole area for Olipop. They have all the different flavors. They're, they're there for you. they got the unbelievable ingredients. And you know what? They'll keep those, those kids calm because they won't have all that sugar. They won't be jumping all over the couch. They won't be jumping all over mom and dad's furniture and stuff. They'll be calm. They'll be watching Home Alone. They'll sit there. You know what? You give them the presents. You stick them in a corner. You know, you put a little cage around them, and they'll be just fine at the Christmas time. Oh, lock them up? <laughs> just, just during Christmas time. But the Olipop will keep them calm, believe me. They have all the flavors that you're looking for, all the great flavors that you had as a kid. These kids will love it, too. Plus, it's good for them. Yeah, it is. Great it's for them. It's good for adults, too. Yeah, yeah, good adults, you need to have that, too, especially the ones that have been drinking that Coca-Cola like myself. Yeah. Which yeah. I don't do now. I'm drinking the Olipop. I'm into the creamsicle stuff now. Oh, yeah? That's your new favorite? It's not my new favorite. Grape is still my favorite. Mm. But I'm venturing out there now a little bit. Okay. Good for you. You can't teach an old dog new tricks. Yes, huh? you can. I love that. I love that. All right. Shout out to uh, everybody texting in on the Coda text line, 512-222-9328. Uh, 512 number says, it's great to see you guys. I moved to Michigan a year ago. Was very disappointed when the old place restructured. Love your lineup. Thank y'all. You can call it restructured if you want to. That place is torn down. Mm. Down. Give me my tickets back, too. Still haven't got my Coke Fest tickets. I want them. I want my return. Well, the tickets won't do you any good because there was no event. Oh, that's right. That got canceled. You're looking way for... to call it off there with a couple of weeks to go. You're looking but I can for I can use the cash. Yeah, you know okay. I mean? you're looking for a refund. Oh, that's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for a refund. You can keep mm. the concert. I'm looking for a refund. Yeah, I got things to buy. There you go. I like to take care of the people. You know that. I'll be taking yeah. care of you with a couple of 5,000 unit plays this weekend. It's all good, people. You have oh, one for tonight? Yeah, I got one tonight, too. Okay, well, hold on. We've got two football games tonight, one in the yeah. NFL and one in college football. Now, all year long, you have been telling people to bet against Syracuse. <laughs> and, and Syracuse is playing tonight in the roofclaim.com Boca Raton Bowl. So you've got that, and you also have Rams v. Saints in the NFL. And I've been telling you how good the Rams have gotten, too, now. They're right in the hunt for the playoffs themselves. And the Saints suck still. Well, so the there's Saints a 5,000-unit the hunt for their both 7-7. Seven and 5,000-unit seven. play tonight. On? Anybody that's playing the Saints. So I guess tonight that means you've got the Rams. I got the Rams. Rams are running the ball well. They're throwing it all over the place. That dude, Puka Shell, that guy's getting it done. Cooper Cup. Cup and Kapuka right now are got it going on. I don't think it's Kapuka. No? No. What is it? Just Puka. 
Okay, Puka. Puka. Puka yeah. Nakua. Puka Nakua. Yeah, yes. I like that. I, I like that big time. Okay. That's a, that's a that's a ten point win right there. All right. Yeah, the Rams are four point favorites, so yes. all you need is five to uh, five thousand units. I'll give you that early for a Thursday, and I'll give you the cues. Do you know Babers out of the house? Gone, right? Right. I'm taking Syracuse tonight. So you've got two 5,000-unit plays? Yes, on a Thursday night to get us going for the holidays. That's right. God. All right, so the Rams minus four. Let me write this down to make sure I forget. You know, I shouldn't need to write this down. This isn't that difficult. You know, and it's not going to win. And you've got oh, – there's the spirit. That's good. You're trying to get people money for their last-minute Christmas shopping, and now they're you're winning. saying it's they're not going to win? That's easy win. The Rams easy win at home. And you've got Syracuse. Syracuse is minus three against South Florida. Yeah, look out for the push, but I'll take the Qs. South Florida almost beat Alabama this year. Remember, Alabama sucked this year. Yeah, well, so. Alabama wasn't that good, remember. So no, 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 no. That Texas win didn't mean anything. No. What are you talking about? All right, so Syracuse minus three, South Florida, uh, the three-point dog. And then so you're down, you were up 10,000 units last week. Yes. So I think you're down 27,000 units on the season. There's a quick 10 tonight, and then I'll be ready for the weekend, and we'll get ready. We'll, we'll be ready. By the time New Year's comes, your people are saying, thank you, Buck, for 2024. We're going into the new year with cash in our pocket. Yep. So I would like to congratulate the Saints on a win tonight, and I would like to congratulate uh, USF, Charlie Strong's old stomping grounds, on a, uh, on a win tonight. Good wins for me right there. That's a, that's a good play. Good play. Both of them. All right, let's uh, – I'm going to do a little screen share here. Oh, no, this is not what I meant to show. Here's oh, the- no. <laughs> not that guy again. <laughs> here's here's AI-generated big fat Tavondre Sweat. Are people getting madder now, or are they just thinking that's just a joke? Yeah, it's uh, it's so funny, though. So funny. I do, but I would like to rub that belly, though. Oh, you want me to show it again? Yeah, I want to see if I can just if I rub that, will something come out of that? Will a genie come out of there? I mean, yeah, rub rub your computer screen and see what happens there, Buck. Anything? Oh, it's it's rubbery. <laughs> that is nasty. Whoever thought that dude? That's bad. Uh, he's not that big. I see some little midriff stuff with him, but he's not like that. That's wrong right there. That's just like somebody that came out of the ocean and put on a, a jersey. That's wrong. He's not a whale. What about this picture? Is that him? Oh, my God. Oh. No, that is also not Tavondre Sweat. Is that what Michael Irvin looks like now playing wide out? I don't think Michael Irvin is that big. Are you sure? Yeah, we see him on TV. He didn't blow up, did he? I don't know. Everybody blows up a little except for me. He's fat. Yeah. Is that a wide out? That yeah, is that, great. He's playing wide out. That guy ain't a wide out. <laughs> he's uh, a wide body. We uh, we haven't talked about this yet out of the NFL, and we'll get back to the national signing okay. day conversation here in a bit. But uh, do you remember Rashard Mendenhall? Buck? I do. Running yeah, back played when he played at Pitt, Pitt for the Steelers. Yep. I think he played at Illinois in college. Yes, he did. And then, yeah, spent a number of years in the NFL, most of them with the Pittsburgh Steelers. I actually had a pretty bad fumble in the Steelers' Super Bowl loss to Green Bay back at Jerry World back in Super Bowl 45, I think. Uh, But Richard Mendenhall tweeted this out earlier this week. And I want to get your thoughts on uh, this potentially being 
the future of the Pro Bowl because nobody really cares about the Pro Bowl, right? Like no. the Pro Bowl gets dunked on every year and they've kind of changed the format. Now they've got like a whole week of Pro Bowl games where they'll do dodgeball and all of these little skill competitions before the actual game itself. Uh, and it's it's never been great, but it's worse now than it's ever been. I still watch it because it's football, but I feel like a lot of people just don't really give a rat's you-know-what about the Pro Bowl nowadays. Rashard Mendenhall tweeted this out earlier this week. Quote, I'm sick of average white guys commenting on football. Y'all not even good at football. Can we please replace the Pro Bowl with an all-black versus all-white bowl? So these cats can stop trying to teach me who's good at football. I'm better than your goats, end quote. So Richard Mendenhall's suggestion is no more AFC versus NFC. Instead, we go blacks versus whites and play that as a Pro Bowl instead. What do you think? No, I think I'll pass on that. We've got enough separation. We don't need any more separation of of people versus people. I think I'll pass on that one. Rashad Mendenhall. I think this is a good idea. No, I think it's a stupid idea. You don't think this will bring people together? No, I don't No, I don't think so. Absolutely. Mm. No, absolutely not. That's not bringing anybody together right there. Come up with another idea. Go back into your think tank and try again. Okay. Mendenhall. Now I've got to ask you, oh, I've got a couple of questions. Um, Number one, which team gets Patrick Mahomes? Yeah, there's going to be a flip. I mean, yeah, you'd have to flip for that one. Every yeah. other year he could play for the different team. <laughs> he plays one half with the white team and one half with the black team? Yeah, because he's going to be good. He's going to be the best quarterback for either team. So, Right. He's every other year he plays. you got to go, well, sorry, you're going with the white team this year. Whitey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. yeah. sorry. Nope, you got to go with the brothers this year. You know you're coming with us this year. So now, now I wonder who would win this game. I don't. I no. Come I don't. On, even, you got to think about it. Yeah, no, of course. No. Who would win? It's a silly idea. Of course, it's a silly idea, and it's never going to happen. It's it's a stupid tweet, but that's funny. Like it's ignorant by Richard Mendenhall, and I hope he's not uh, racist because this is a pretty racist tweet. Like white guys don't know anything about football, and no white guys are good at football. Like that's that's pretty absurd to say. Um, but who wins? Like, I don't know. And, and, and who's the field goal kicker for the brothers? Who that's, and who, who plays secondary for the white team? Well, Digger, Digger would have to come to the brothers because he's a politician. He's politicking. So he just wants to kick. He wants to be on the all-star king. Right. And Dicker's getting the invite to the cookout. He's an oh, honorary. Oh brother yeah. Oh, he has to be after that deal. He did for the, <sighs> Yeah, actually, what he did with the Chargers, he, hell yeah, he's coming first year. Mm. He's got the votes. And I'm just, yeah, like, okay, quarterbacks, like both teams would be great there. Running backs, thank God for Christian McCaffrey to give uh, the white contingency a chance. Um, offensive line, that probably favors the white team. Uh, there's there's plenty of good uh Black offensive lineman in the league. This is such an absurd conversation. That's wide, what receivers, I mean, yeah, it's... wide receivers, you know, uh, that, that favors the brothers for sure. Uh, tight end, pretty even. D-line, who gets Max Crosby? Another good question. Both sides have some talent there. Secondary, though, that, that's your biggest gap. Yeah, there's, there's, there's a little bit of a gap there. 
you don't see too many Caucasoid secondary players out there. I didn't there. see that dude for for Philadelphia, number twenty-one. Yeah. He a came blanket chip or whatever. Read yeah, blanket chip. Well, blanket chip's thirty-two, I believe. Yeah, I saw him. Oh. He's not bad, but he plays way back there deep. He's not up in anybody's face. You know why the Eagles' secondary is so bad this year? Oh. They got a couple of white guys starting. And number 21 back there, too. They got two dudes back there in their secondary. Yeah, that's that's why their defense isn't very good this year, I think. You can just attribute it directly to that. So, secondary, yeah, the brothers got that one. Uh, special teams goes to the Whites. That would be a good matchup, man. Rashad Mendenhall, does he even play football anymore? No, no, he's been out of the league for a while. What is he, just somebody's daddy now having to wants to talk? I mean, the thing that Rashard Mendenhall is most known for is that costly fumble he had in the second half of that oh. season. Like, Pittsburgh was driving, and Mendenhall coughed it up, and that was a huge moment in that game, a huge turning point in that game. So, yeah, Clay Matthews, funny enough, a white guy forced the fumble on Rashard Mendenhall. Coughed it the, up. In the biggest game of his career. This is good, man. I like I, I'm in on this. I want to see this. No, thanks. I'll pass on it. All right. You wouldn't watch? I wouldn't watch. Yeah, you would. Come no, I wouldn't. On. I, honestly, I really wouldn't watch. I, 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 I mean, there's enough separation in, in our society as it is. I don't think I, I want to have people have something else to beef about. You know. Yeah. Go play AI games or something silly, but no. I mean, that's why. To- that's why it's never going to happen. But I hope some. I bet somebody already has on Madden, like created an all. Of course team. they can. I mean, you can do all those things on the games, but yeah. Real life, people are idiots as it is in real life. I don't need to be any more of an idiot than they already are. <laughs> I think I'll pass on that. Oh, man. It will never happen, of course. But uh, a hilarious idea from Richard Mendenhall, and, and people are mad about it. Um, and if you're mad about it, that's fine. Well, no, I, I mean, and there's nothing to be mad about. I mean, that's just his idea. That's his way of thinking. I just, yeah, it's, I, it, I, don't, yeah, I just don't want to take part in his thinking. Right. Yeah, if you're mad about it, it's okay. You could be mad about it because it's racist. Like, it. There are plenty of white people who know about football. Sure. There, there are plenty of white people who have played football at a much higher level than Rashard Mendenhall ever got to. That's true. So if you're if you're bothered by that, that's okay. But JJ uh, Watt had some pretty funny tweets. He's he's just like, nah, don't don't take it so seriously. Like, it's uh, it's all good. And once again, I, I the line. What would the line be on that game? Brothers are favored, right? Gotta be. I'm gonna say four. Okay, black team minus four in that matchup. Yeah. Would you put 5,000 units either side? I'm not playing my – I'm not putting my money on that garbage. Oh, man. I'm putting my money on something I know, like tonight with the Rams. Yeah. What about – where do the uh, Hispanic players go? And where does Youngway Koo go? Back to Notre Dame? He never went there. Oh, he didn't? No. It was the other (laughs) dude. I forgot. Yeah, Justin Yoon was the uh, Asian Justin kicker Yoon. of Notre Dame a few years ago. Yeah, and Justin Yoon went to Atlanta. Am I correct in that? Is that where he ended up going from? Oh, that's where Young Way Koo is. Oh. You're more racist than Rashard Mendenhall Come here. Come on, what do you mean? God, I'm no, the, one the who... Asian kicker on the Falcons is not Justin Yoon. It's Young Way Koo. I'm the one it's who not, knew he played not... at Notre Dame. I'm the one who knew. I, I hey. He didn't play at Notre Dame. Oh, he played at Southern Alabama or something, you said. Georgia Southern. But the oh other dude played God. at Notre Dame. One of those dudes played at Notre Dame. Yes, they've had an Asian player at Notre Dame before. I didn't say player, a kicker. They're not players, <laughs> they're kickers. Don't forget that. They aren't players. Oh, they're kickers man. or punters. They're not, don't count them as players. Count them as kickers. 
I still need to cut up the parcels. No disrespect. Yeah, none taken there. Yeah, you're about you're about to start calling them Orientals here on this show. <laughs> God bless it. Young Wei Koo having a great year for the Falcons. He is their Asian kicker. No, Jose, it's not something long. <laughs> He's not their kicker. Something oh, is yeah. wrong with the buck this morning. For no, sure. man, I'm good to go. Oh, my God. All right, that's uh, that's good stuff right there. Hey, before we uh, play our Throwback Thursday video, because we're having some fun right now, and once again, more uh, from Steve Sarkeesian later in the program. A reminder, we will be at Sue Patrick this afternoon, the midday show. It'll be Trey and BK, but also the Buck will be there as well from 12 to 1. Come out and see us. More importantly, go get your holiday shopping done at Sue Patrick. Buck? Yes, sir. Who do you want to give some love to right now? My folks at Relax the Back, you know, they embrace that holistic approach for a healthier lifestyle, and my back could not be happier. Their motto is live wellness, and right now you should be doing just that because they've got the chairs, the office chairs, they've got the desks, they have all the accessories that you need, 20% off sale. How about those recliners? As I said, a recliner, you can't get in a recliner because all you do is fall asleep and then you'll cough. You'll cough yourself to sleep in a recliner, so you don't need a recliner. But you do need a desk chair like the one I've been sitting in for years. And, you know, I made that, had that fall the other day. My back's starting to feel a little bit better, BK, thanks to the relax-the-back chair that I have, this office chair. I absolutely love it. And, folks, you can too. They've got two wonderful locations in BK's at the Hill Country Galleria across from the Whole Foods. And, of course, in Austin up north at the Gateway Shopping Center across from the Container Store. Live pain-free, just like the buck at relax-the-back. Yes, indeed. Shout out to Relax the Back. You talk about holiday gifts. Uh, oh, yeah. Gift yourself a new chair from Relax the Back. Shout out to SyntexTickets.com. Uh, speaking of holiday gifts, is there a better Christmas gift than tickets to the wow. Sugar Bowl? How about that? Come on now. Texas, Washington, they've got those tickets online right now at SyntexTickets.com. But it's not just the Sugar Bowl. They've got them for the national championship game in Houston on January 8th. But it's not just Texas games. It's every team, every sport, all year long. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, and there all the concerts that are coming to the Moody Center. I mean, it's not the – I think the Eagles are coming back. They're, they're on tour again. Uh, I know the Rolling, Sto Rolling Stones are on tour. Those old-ass dudes are still trying to get it done. Not yeah. trying to get it done. They're getting it done. And the Eagles play on uh, Sunday against the Giants, I believe. No, not those Eagles. The Hotel California boys. They're torn again? They're touring again, yes. I've got to see that. I've never it's seen gonna, the Eagles. It's going to be the final. Now, you always you always like to go. Who did you go see a lot? Billy Joel? Did you like – is it Billy Joel? You I like seen, all those old dudes. I like I like a lot of the old dudes. I've seen Billy Joel a couple of times. But I'm not I'm not the type of concert goer who needs to see the same artist twice. Like really? There are, yeah, there are the diehard fans who will go see the same artist like 10, 15, 20 That's times. That's like me with Andrea Bucelli with that, with that singing. I'd yeah. go anywhere I could to see him if I could get to it. There are people who go see multiple shows on the same tour, right? Like they'll go see somebody in Austin, then they'll go to Dallas, then they'll go to Houston. Like there are people who do that. And then there are people like, oh, every time this artist comes to town, I've got to go see them. I'm like, nah, if I, if I see them once, that's, that's You're enough. Done? Right? You're done with that, huh? That's yeah. interesting. And look, I, I I get it. Like newer artists who are still active will put out new albums and they'll make. You new can't new wait new to go to that Taylor Swift concert one of these times. You'd go if you got the tickets. If you could afford tickets, you'd go. Ah, uh, I don't know. Yeah, I you would. You'd go. I got invited to uh to Taylor Swift in Houston. Um, yeah. Invite? Yeah, by a girl I was talking to at the time, and what? I turned it. I turned it down. 
I was being selfless that night. What is what did she have to take one of her buddies instead? I, I was like, go take somebody who's going to care about this more than I will. Like, I'd love to go see a Taylor Swift show, but you I spend like, the two and a half hours for the you know what afterwards. Are you out of your mind? I was going to get the you know what anyways. No matter what. Yeah, yeah. There was, there was probably college basketball on. I had to watch like Monmouth play Iona or something. Oh right? my god. That game was about watch itself. Did you watch St. John Rick Patino? You had to see Rick Patino coach that night. It might have been Gonzaga versus St. Mary's. You think I'm missing that shit? It's a great rivalry on the West Coast. Wow. Yeah. Now I turned it down. I had a free ticket to Taylor Swift at NRG. Great seats too. What? I, I, uh, I didn't Could do have it. Been up there with Kelsey. You and Kelsey could have been hanging out. Yeah, that wasn't her name, but good, good guess. Not too far off. Yeah, just keep just. There was, there was a Kelsey at some point in Houston, so not too far off. There you go. Good, good job by you. Uh, and yeah, I didn't didn't want to send the wrong message. Whatever, we don't need to talk about this. They've got the tickets online at Sentex. Well, the wrong tickets. message. What kind of wrong message could you send? Send by she offered you tickets to go to the concert. There's no wrong message there. Yeah. Oh, you mean if you said yes, that was that was the wrong message to her that yeah. you like you really cared? Yeah. yeah. Oh, so you really didn't care? Yeah. You cared about the night, but you really didn't care about the concert. Now I got it. Now yeah. I got it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Somebody else was going to appreciate that show more than me. So I was, I can't believe I'm getting dunked on here for being the greatest guy in the world. I made someone's life. I let somebody else who's a Swifty go watch Taylor Swift. Dump on him, guys. Dump on him. Whatever. He could have stayed two and a half hours. What did this concert last? Three hours? Or is she going to try to sing every song? I I think the show was like three hours. Like she just went nonstop for every concert. And now it's a movie. You can go watch the movie. I'll go watch the movie. No, I'm not doing that. See, no, you're not. I'm not not watching the movie. And we're pen pals. I'm pen pals with her, and I'm not going to go see the movie. Whatever whatever I I do in my picture, my signed guitar pick from Taylor Swift, that was directed at me. Some great friend you are. She gives you an autographed picture and an autographed guitar pick, and you won't even go see her movie? I'm going to watch that garbage. What, are you crazy? Oh, now she's garbage? I don't like her music. Damn, I'm not. A, I'm not. I don't like her music. No, I'd rather go see Hotel California. Oh yeah, I would too. I'd, I'd much rather see the Eagles. And I'm gonna buy tickets at SentexTickets.com. There you go. That's where we started. That's that right. The, that's the longest live read of all time. <laughs> yes, so, it is. Goodness gracious! All right, that, Shelby. Let's get to yeah. Shelby loves that. Let's get to uh, TBT, Buck. We yeah, do this every know. Thursday in the nine o'clock hour. You know, we started like three or four weeks ago, but now it's a staple of Bucky and BK right here on Texas Sports Unfiltered, uh, where we take a trip down memory lane, oh, not yeah. the fast lane. We're going down memory lane here. And I bring you one of my favorite viral internet videos of all time. So we played the Something Wong Holy Fook <laughs> newscast to start. Then we got into the Isaiah Carey news segment from – Dunk, small town, Louisiana, where a bug flew into his mouth and he absolutely lost his mind. Yes. Last week we had Miss Teen, South Carolina. One of the best of all time. And everything like such as. Such as, yes, such as. And now we go back, this video's uh, about 10 years old. A woman by the name of Carla Higgins. She goes by Libby. Oh. You know where I'm coming here? Yeah. Okay, well, I'll just play. It's about a minute and 45 seconds long. 
classic video turned into a, a great drop that we played back at the old place. I'll give the uh, earmuffs warning for the children out there because I think there are a few curse words in this bit. But the infamous yet so famous excuse me, bitch, rant <laughs> is what we're playing today. Check it out. I have an announcement to make to y'all, to the people of America. I was at this here McDonald's on Dorset. It's uh, Monday night. I was just disrespected in there. Almost got in a fight with the gal in there. First of all, my first issue is the drive-through was filled all the way up and I had to walk inside. So then I'm, you know, I'm already mad because I got to get out my car and go inside. So I go inside, I politely say, hey, uh, can I have a McRib meal? Large size with the Dr. Pepper. And the lady said, well, okay, uh, that'd be six fifty-eight. I said, ain't you forgetting something, ma'am? And she said, well, what? I said, you're supposed to offer me the extra McRib for a dollar when you buy the McRib meal. You ain't gonna believe it. She looked me up and down. And she said, well, don't look like you need the extra McRib. Excuse me, bitch. I throw punch that bitch. I knocked her ass down. So if you come to the Dorset McDonald's and you see a lady named Charlene in there, tell a Carla sent you. And then you throw puncher or puncher in the pooter. I don't give a damn. This is against my civil rights. And fuck you, McDonald's. On Dorset. Not all the other ones. I like all the other ones. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Oh, I throw dude. puncher, man. That lady is mad. She's oh. so mad because she had to get out of her car. Yeah, oh. the, the drive through line was too long, so she had to go inside. Oh, my goodness. And then she ordered the McRib meal with a large fry and a large drink, and they gave her the meal, but they didn't ask if she wanted the extra McRib for a dollar. <laughs> she said, it doesn't look like you need an extra rib. <laughs> yeah, the McDonald's worker basically just called her a fat ass. <laughs> and then her response was, excuse me, bitch. <laughs> and according to her, our girl oh. Libby, she throat punched oh. the McDonald's worker. And she don't care if you go back in there and hit her in the cooter. She doesn't care. And then advised everybody else to, yeah, throat punch her or see punch her. Wow. Oh, my God. That I forgot all about that one. How good is that, dude? Excuse, excuse me. <laughs> excuse me, bitch. <laughs> I got to separate that and make it a uh, drop again oh for my gosh. us. Uh, what do you say? One more time? One more time. That is that is classic there. <laughs> the folks that didn't hear it, you need to hear every bit of it. Oh, my God. I could watch this every day and still laugh just as hard. Oh, my I'm like tears in my eyes. Yep. Here is uh, our girl, Carla, a.k.a. Libby Higgins. I have an announcement to make to y'all, to the people of America. I was at this here McDonald's on Dorset. It's uh, Monday night. I was just disrespected in there. Almost got in a fight with the gal in there. First of all, my first issue 
is the drive-through was filled all the way up and I had to walk inside. So then I'm, you know, I'm already mad because I got to get out my car and go inside. So I go inside, I politely say, hey, uh, can I have a McRib meal? Large size with the Dr. Pepper. And the lady said, well, okay, uh, that'd be $6.58. I said, ain't you forgetting something? Ma'am. And she said, well, what? I said, you're supposed to offer me the extra McRib for a dollar when you buy the McRib meal. You ain't going to believe it. She looked me up and down. And she said, well, don't look like you need the extra McRib. Excuse me, bitch. I throw punch that bitch. I knocked her ass down. So if you come to the Dorset McDonald's and you see a lady named Charlene in there, tell a Carla sent you. And then you throw puncher or puncher in the pooter. I don't give a damn. This is against my civil rights. Fuck you, McDonald's. On Dorset. Not all the other ones. I like all the other ones. She likes all the other ones because they give her that extra rib. Of course. Oh, my goodness. She didn't do herself any favors by panning down with the camera. Oh, yeah. Look at right. all this. Yeah, she could have just been like, oh, she eyed me up and down and then said that. No, she actually showed what she looked like. And Wow. Now I agree with Charlene at McDonald's because oh. I don't think she needs a. She's telling Carla like, sent you. Yeah, and this is against my civil rights. Yes. How great is that? I didn't realize the uh, the newest amendment says you must offer the extra McRib for a dollar at McDonald's. Excuse me? Excuse me, bitch. Really? Was- Seriously. Once again, I may be the only one of, in our listening audience here, in our visual audience. I've never had a McRib sandwich. I've never, I've never tried one of those. Really? It just doesn't look like it's real stuff. So no. Well, it's real no, stuff. I, I, hear, I, I don't know exactly what it is, but it's real. Like it's it exists. Yeah, but it's not like real like rib from like a hog or like from a cow. It's I don't know. It may be human flesh McRib. I I've never tasted one. Doesn't look there's something about it doesn't look right. I don't think it's human flesh in there. Are you Although. sure? Well, that'd be a bit for McDonald's if they had just been serving human <laughs> flesh. Wait, would that McDonald's endorse you? Maybe. Maybe. Carla <laughs> no. didn't get one. But yeah, no, McRib's like one of the most popular fast food items of all time. And it turns yeah, they out- They try to get rid of it every year. They bring it back once a year, but they once they bring it back, it stays for the entire, you know, then they take like two months off where they don't have it. No. And then they bring it back for the rest of the year. Is it just- No, like- no, it's the other way. It's, it's like they, uh, they don't have it for 10 months and then they bring it back for two. And then it's a couple of years ago, like filet of fish, it's not like a staple of McDonald's, no, like see, the filet of fish. You like, you can't eat the filet of fish and then dunk on the McRib like that. You're eating it's fresh, fast food it's fish. fresh cod. It's fresh cod. Yeah, it's what fresh from the freezer that it's been in for the last three weeks after it got shipped from a freezer truck from across the country. Oh, God. <laughs> that stuff is flown in right to, to ABE. It's, it's flown in. Oh. You're saying they they kill the fish. Okay, they they catch the fish. They catch the fish. They put it on ice. They 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 put it directly on a Delta Airlines flight. Don't say Delta because you know what they do on Delta. Sorry. They put it on a private jet. That's right. Straight to the McDonald's in Oak Hill. That's right. And then 
they they cook it, they cut it, they fillet it there for you. And then they by the way, just like Dorsey, you. don't you mention that one at Oak Hill? They gave me some some bad fries there. I haven't been there since they they gave me. That's right. They they were against my civil rights too, for those fries that they gave me there. I don't go there because of the fries. Were they cold? To your, to your McDonald's. No, I don't go there. What happened? They were cold. They were all shriveled up and cold and nasty. And you know what? I didn't want to get out of my car and because I was at the drive-through when that happened, mm. and I was pissed. Yeah. Never to go back there again. There's a man. That bad? You got one yeah. bad set of fries, and now you won't go back to McDonald's? They were all curled up like arthritic fingers. They were they were they were screwed up. Yeah, they were drawn to scale for you. Oh man, it was just oh, no. I don't go there. So you'll go to other McDonald's, just not that one. I don't go to McDonald's anyway. I'm sorry if we don't get a sponsor from them, but I don't go. I don't do McDonald's. I don't yeah, eat like a right. McDonald's hamburger or a Happy Meal or McSmuggler or whatever the hell they. I don't eat any of that shit there. I don't oh. eat McDonald's. I'm I'm not I'm not a fast food McDonald's guy. I don't even go. I'll go to eat Wendy's fries now before I eat McDonald's fries. Well, for the record, I don't do McDonald's either. I don't want anyone thinking I, I get into some weird stuff with my food. But uh, <laughs> what about the fillet of fish? You just said you ate the fillet of fish. Are you out on that now? Well, I'm out. Of, I'm out in the fillet of fish at that particular location. Other, okay. you know, like the lady says, there's other places I go to. You know that one right there. Yeah. I don't go to anymore. I used to live yeah, in that F area. McDonald's, so actually, no. I eat McDonald's three times a week, so not F the other McDonald's. Just, just this one right here. You don't eat a lot of McDonald's either. That's not your fast food joint. That's not my go-to, but I, I no. mean, I love McDonald's. My God, like I, I would eat that all the time if it. You would eat a quarter pounder all the time. You like the sure. quarter. You like all that stuff. Yeah, give me a give me a quarter pounder with cheese. Give me a ten piece nugs. Give me some oh, fries. No wonder you're coughing so much. I'm surprised you're not coughing up blood. I did cough up blood today. Well, uh oh, that yeah. that that could be a sign, by the way, of something. I haven't eaten McDonald's in weeks. It can't be that. It can't be that, and I ain't eating that Mike McCarthy Wendy's chili either. Well, that's what you need. You need to get yourself some Wendy's chili. I almost had some the other day, but the damn line in the drive-through was too long. I wanted some of that chili after I played golf the other day. After I'd fallen down, that was going to resurrect me. That chili. That's just mm -hmm. what I needed for my back. Everybody saw McCarthy on the sidelines in Buffalo, and they're like, ah, oh, this is an inspiration. Let's go to Wendy's. Let's grab uh, some of that chili. Plus, he's drinking it. He didn't even have a spoon with him. He's drinking it out of the cup. That is awful. I don't know how it wasn't all over his face, man. All right, last thing on this. Uh, here's the McRib description from McDonald's.com. Okay. The McRib starts with seasoned boneless pork. Dipped in a tangy BBQ sauce, topped with slivered onions and dill pickles, all served on a toasted homestyle bun. When everything combines, you have BBQ pork sandwich perfection. You say dipped in poontang? No. <laughs> Is that what you just said? It sounded like you, you did say that. No. I don't want my, I don't want my McRib dipped in no poontang. I said tangy barbecue sauce. Oh, okay. Not poontangy gonna... barbecue sauce. <laughs> I'm going to pass on the poontang. Oh, no, no I'm for sure not going to that if that's what they're serving there. Yeah, you're actually getting this poontang. <laughs> oh. oh, yeah. From this oh, yeah. This Watch out. She's going to go underneath her. She's going to yep, watch. Uh-oh, she reached back in her in her hip. Look out. You want some action there, guy? 
You want some action? A bang, bang, bang. Yeah, that was a jack in the box. Oh, that lady's leaving. Oh, man, no. Don't do yeah. that, no. We don't have all this kind of action at Wendy's. We don't. Oh, we? Not, not, like, not like we have a jack in the box and McDonald's and drive throughs People falling asleep at the drive through People trying to come through the drive through window. People shooting in. The, no. What is wrong? It's the, it's the holiday season. Uh, I love how you say we. What are you, the Lorax? You speak for the Wendy's? Yes, I'm one of their I'm one of their spokespersons. I'm gonna get you on one of those commercials at some point. These nuts. <laughs> right here, at Wendy's. I can't help but think of Wendy's nuts. <laughs> oh man! All right, there's oh, that. Man. I like that. That's a good throwback right there. That's there's a, your TBT. That's an all-time classic. It is. It is. It is. I'll uh, I'll make excuse me, bitch, a drop. Maybe. Yeah, bring that on with with the Rock from Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. Uh, you also like the uh, this is against my civil rights. I need that one too. Shut up, bitch! <laughs> Come on, I've got those glasses, by the way. Shut up, bitch! Those? The, yeah, I'll be wearing those today if there's any sun out. Okay, I like that. Yeah, if you got more ideas for drops, let us know. Go to text line five one two 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 nine three two eight, or of course hit us up on the uh, YouTube comments line as well. All right, shout-outs to some other sponsors. How about Top Gun? Oh, yeah. Rentals and lawn equipment. If uh, you've got something you need to get done before the new year, or, hey, perfect Christmas gift. Keep talking about holiday shopping. Uh, if you've got uh, a manual laborer in your house, a DIY guy in your house, and uh, you want to get him the tools that he's looking for this holiday season, well, they can sell them to you at Top Gun. Uh, of course, if you just have a temporary job, something that you need to get done over the span of a day or a couple of days, you can rent the best equipment at Top Gun Rentals and Lawn Equipment as well. The best selection, all of the best brands, great prices too, and spectacular service that's second to none. It's all there at Top Gun. Two Austin area locations, up north in Anderson Square, down south on South First Street. That south location is moving to Buda right after the turn of the year. We'll give you more details about that in the not-too-distant future. Uh, you can check them out online as well to see everything they've got for you. Look at that. Perfect timing. The logo's behind me. Top Gun. Topgun.net. We will shoot you straight. You know what else shoots you straight? Woods Comfort Systems. Love it. I love I love the new, uh, whatever it's called that I have in my filtration system right now. BK, sleeping like a baby. Even if I fall down at night when I walk around, walk around in my sleep at night at 1.30 in the morning out in the yard, that filtration system that they put in that iodizer or whatever, ionizer, it is absolutely great for sleeping the air is clean i'm going to bring you a portable filter today so i can see if i can help you out put this bad boy next to your bed you know what i'm saying yeah for some of those some of those folks you bring into your bedroom you need to really cleanse that place a little bit and like i said i'm pretty sure they haven't been in your vents lately over the last couple of months to clean no. out anything but this is going to help you but which cover systems folks they've got everything that you need to make your house as comfortable as it's supposed to be it should be and during the winter months right now, as we get, oh, is today winter? First day. What's it going to be, 65 again today? It rained. Winter's a little gloomy. It rained this morning. And you well, didn't tell us it was going to rain. Nice job, guy. I told you it was going to rain this week. That doesn't count. You don't right. get the whole week. I told you the 17th was the official day for, for uh, winter. But, of course, you're calling it the 21st. You know, I'm, I'm calling it that because that's what the Internet is calling it. Do you believe everything that the Internet tells you? Yes. Are they ever wrong? 
I said it yesterday. Abe Lincoln said you can't put anything on the internet that's not true. And okay. Teddy Roosevelt said you can't put anything on the code of text line that's not true. All right. Thank you very much. Well, I love the folks over at Woods Comfort Systems. They have they've been doing this for 67 years, folks. Mm. You know, they've got they got the systems that you need, whether it's air conditioning, heating, and now plumbing. You're gonna enjoy the people when you deal with them. They're quality folks. If they say they're coming to get a job done, they get it done and they get it done the right way. And they don't have to return. Nope. No they're return visits. Nope. And they're awesome people as well. Uh, yeah. Woodscomfortsystems.com. That is the website. Any HVAC or plumbing issues that you've got, uh, give them a holler and they will take care of everything. Okay. I got to ask you this, but before the Cowboys play this, this that's, is that the Monday night game? Is it no. Cowboys, this is Sunday. Oh no. It's a three o'clock Sunday game. Yeah. Three who's, 25. Who's, both teams need the game BK. Who needs it more? Probably the Dolphins. Well, it all, it all depends, right? Like, you could make a strong argument that Dallas needs it more because Dallas is in a division race. Like, Miami's going to win the AFC East. I know Buffalo is in the mix, but, like, Miami's yeah. going to win that division. So okay. they are going to be guaranteed a home playoff game. The Cowboys are not, right? Like, the Cowboys obviously are in a fight with Philadelphia. The teams have the same record right now. Um but we'll see what happens over these last three games. Now, the Eagles don't play anybody. Right. I mean, they play the Giants twice and they've got Arizona. So if the Eagles not losing go, a game. Yeah, if the Eagles go 3 and 0, then it doesn't matter if the Cowboys go 3 and 0, then the Eagles are going to win the NFC East. So you don't know. Like if the Eagles end up winning out, then this game means more for the Dolphins because the Cowboys can't do anything to catch Philly. Right. But if the Eagles somehow slip up down the stretch, then the Cowboys, yeah, they've got to win down the stretch to give themselves a shot to get that home playoff game and the top two seed in the conference. So no playing Tommy DeVito twice and then playing that little dude. Yeah. No, I, I, I just don't, I don't see him. If they, if that game was in Arizona, maybe, but I don't see the Giants beating Philadelphia twice. I don't either. I don't right. either. They're so, mad. Their quarterback is throwing players on people under the bus. You know, they're not committed. They'll be committed this week to the, I mean, versus the Giants. They'll be committed to beating them twice. And then that last one, like I said, if it was at Arizona, maybe not. The Cowboys know what that's like. But do, do the Eagles play like the Cowboys on the road? I, I, I think the Eagles are going to win all three games. And the Cowboys, like you said, win or lose, if the Eagles win all three, it doesn't really matter. Right. They're, going, they're going to be on the road. So if that's the case, then this game means more to the Dolphins because yeah. the Dolphins right now are trying to get the number one seed right. in the AFC. They're currently the two seed. They're a game back of Baltimore right now. Uh, but Miami obviously still has a shot to get home field throughout the postseason, and they probably need a win this weekend to uh, to do that. So Yeah, I, I wish Miami had to just rely on throwing the ball. But last week, the Cowboys couldn't stop the run. They gave up 260-something. And, boy, Miami can run. Yep, they've got I mean, a nice running game. Yeah, uh, Mostert's got twenty touchdowns this year. He's got more touchdowns than oh. some teams have on the year. And A Chain, the Aggie, is coming back. Right, he's, he's healthier. Had, yeah, he's had a great rookie year. He's been dealing with injuries, but when he's played, he has been more than solid for Miami. So, yeah, it's a scary thought. But the good news for the Cowboys is the Dolphins have the same problem the Cowboys have. Like when they play right. good teams, they don't play well. So that's right. been the knock on Miami all year. That's been the knock on Dallas. For Dallas, it's more so on the road. They don't play well against good teams, yes, against really anybody. Uh, so it's like a, we'll, we'll see. It's the movable object meets the stoppable force 
with uh, the way these teams have struggled in the Cowboys case on the road and the Dolphins case against uh, contending teams. So it's a one and a half point line right now. Like it's wow. damn near a pick em in South Beach on Sunday afternoon. All right, one more. We'll talk plenty of NFL tomorrow and, and get you set for the weekend. But let's hear more from Steve Sarkeesian. I thought this was pretty cool, Buck. This was at the very end of Sark's press conference. He started talking about the Texas volleyball team, which, of course, won the national championship this past weekend. And Sark talked about the volleyball team. He gave Jared Elliott and the girls a lot of love for what they accomplished and also basically said that uh, the volleyball team has been inspirational for the football team. Take a listen. Finish the year as national champs and to beat what was supposed to be the two best teams in the country, uh, really the three best teams in the country consecutively, going from Stanford to Wisconsin uh, to Nebraska, and to do it in the fashion that they did. They were playing their best volleyball at the end of the season. And I thought it was fitting, and I talked to the team about this. They did an interview uh, with Madison Skinner after the game, and there was a moment there where she got a little emotional, and it was great. I, I loved every second of it. But she said, we were the best team in the country at the end of the year. We were peaking at the right time. We're, peak, we're playing our best volleyball right now. And I went, into the, I went into the team meeting the next day, and I said, you know, I almost felt like Madison Skinner was talking about us because we played our best two games of the year the last two weeks of the season. And now we need to continue to do it as we go into this Sugar Bowl to play our best brand of football of what it's going to take, because that's what it takes to be a champion. And so very inspiring, so fired up for Jarrett, his staff, those girls. They, they had a heck of a season to be back-to-back national champs. And, uh, you know, hopefully uh, you know, we, can, we can do our part to, to try to keep the, keep the momentum going here at Texas. There's a lot of great stuff happening here on the 40 acres right now. And so uh, we have an opportunity to do something special here starting uh, January 1st. He's right. I mean, do you have the commitment to stay focused for the next couple of weeks now? That's that's the deal. I mean, as I said, you know, players are creatures of habit and they've been into a habit and now they've got off that. And how long does it take you to get back into the habits that you were used to during the course of your football season? It just it's just I, I, I hate it. I hate the fact that you have to wait so long to play these games. Things will change up next year. PK with the added team. I mean, it's going to change. You're going to be right back at it pretty quickly. I wish they were right back at it the way the season ended because it's you 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 don't forget about it as a team you go you go out there but there's some human nature to that you know to is it the end of the season we've won a Big Twelve championship now how do you no I mean I'm serious it, really just, you're worried about that for the college football playoff yes I do worry about that guys I worry being, about the, guys being no, checked I, out no I worry about the rhythm that you got into that's that's what I worry I don't. I don't think anybody checks out where they just check out and say, okay, I got this ring. But, you know, the routine that you get into, it checks you out a little bit. You know, you have to get right back into the groove. Some teams get back into it quicker. Some teams are more mature and able to do that. Others aren't. Others, it it takes some time. You don't have any time once this thing kicks off. Right. So good news, bad news on that front for Texas. The bad news is none of these players have been a part of a college football playoff at Texas. Now, this is all should be new and fun. They've got A.D. Mitchell, a guy who's won two national championships, so he's been a part of playoffs before. Um, you know, Keelan Robinson, transfer from Alabama, he's been a part of yes. playoffs before. So it's not like nobody on Texas has been a part of a CFP, but for most of the guys on this roster, this is their first ever experience of having that super long layoff. Now, there are long layoffs for bowl games, but this one is obviously a little bit longer and a little bit different than what Texas has dealt with in the recent past. The good news is, 
this coaching staff has done this before. At least most of this coaching staff has done this before. That's true. A lot of these guys were on Alabama's staff in 2020 when they won the national championship. So, like, they dealt with the long layoff, and that was during COVID, too. There were more weird things happening that year than there are this year. Uh, They dealt with the long layoff, and obviously Alabama won its two CFP games en route to that national championship. So the coaches – they know, like they they know what they need to do to get these guys ready. Of course, a lot of it's on the players. Hey, what did you do for the couple of weeks, you know, between the Big Twelve Championship and the start of practice? Hopefully, you were still working out. Hopefully, you were watching film. Hopefully, you were studying the play. But whatever. Like, yeah, and I mean, they they get and they get a hold of them. Those guys don't get to go home for two weeks. I mean, right. these guys have been they get to go for a couple of days after that game was over with, and then you got them back. You got them right where you want them because then school is out. They they really belong to you. You know, I talk about routines, but you've got them. They're, they're not just roaming around. You have them. And that's the best feeling for a coach is the fact that they're on your campus. They're back from spending a couple of days at home. They're not spending two weeks at home. They don't get to go home for two weeks. You get to go home for a couple of days after the Big 12, and then they're right back at it. You know, they've got to finish up school, and then you have them again. Right, hold on. Can you talk for 30 seconds? I got a maintenance sure. guy at my door real quick. Go get the maintenance guy. Go, go handle him. Yeah. And as VK says, you know, Sark has been through this before at Alabama. But for, for players, the routine, for guys who haven't been in championship play, hell, they, the only thing a lot of them have been in is going down to play in the Alamo Bowl. So, I mean, that's just you get, a, you get a couple days and you go play. And how serious is that game? But this one, now you're talking about playing for a national championship. Now, you have been in championship type of games, this group has, because after you lost to Oklahoma, you've been in a championship game every week. Yeah. leading up to the Big 12 championship. So you've had some structure. You understand what the pressure is like, you know, and, and this shouldn't be a pressure. This should not be pressure game on, on the first. This should be – you should be enjoying winning a Big 12 championship with the opportunity of continuing to even get bigger things. That's all. Shouldn't be a, shouldn't be a whole lot of pressure on you. You should be playing your best football, which they are. should be yeah. playing your loosest football, which they will be, hopefully. And nobody's all uptight about – playing, you know, playing Washington and, and then playing for a national championship. You've won a championship already. You already got one in the pocket. Right. There's definite pressure. Like, it's just how does Texas deal with the pressure? Right. Like, like you said, there's been pressure. There was pressure in the Oklahoma game. They lost that game. but Sure, and they've been uh, pressured since that game. Pressure going on the road, playing Alabama in week two. That's a pressure spot. And the good news is, like, m- way more often than not, the quarterback has showed up in big moments. Yes, he has. Quinn Ewers has been a big game player. Now, the Oklahoma game this year got off to that horrible start. But you think of, uh, you know, the Alabama game last year before he got hurt. Obviously, the Bama game this year. He was great in the Big 12 championship. Like, he has been a big moment quarterback. So, And your true leader, your, your head coach, has called some of his best games late yep. in the season. Yep. I mean, he's at, his, he's at his best performance right now, too. Yeah, no, he's right. Look, Texas has dominated its last two games. Now, Washington's a hell of a lot better than Texas Tech and Oklahoma State. Uh, and, you know, it's, it's a different scene, a different atmosphere, sure. which you're going to be uh, going up against. But, but you're a home uh, crowd. You're going to have the, the home crowd. Yeah, yeah, it'll be a – you know, it, it'll feel – it won't be a game at DKR. I don't know if it will be as one-sided as the Big 12 championship was, but it will be, what, 70 get close, yeah. 70% Texas fans, sure. you think? In uh, in New Orleans, oh yeah, more maybe less. I actually don't know what it's it's going to look like, but um, yeah, it's it's a different set of uh, of issues that Texas will will have to deal with. But look, once again, Washington is dealing with all this stuff too. Uh, they it's been a long time since they've been in the playoff. 
and it's a new experience for their coaches, new experience for their players. They've got the long layoff too. Uh, they've got a further ways to travel for this matchup. Like they've got to deal with a lot of the same issues that Texas is uh, is dealing with too. But and they're an undefeated team. They are, and they've, yeah. and they've had to stay. So they've been under the gun. Yeah, and they like Texas. I mean, they had to win their last game. Yeah, right. We we saw what happened to Georgia. Georgia was number one in the country, undefeated going into conference championship weekend. They lost. They were out. That would have been the case for Washington, right? Like if if for Oregon sure. beat Washington, we could be talking about a Texas Oregon matchup right now. You're right. Or a Texas Michigan matchup right now. Uh, who knows? But yeah, and Washington's battle tested. They've won 20 straight games Man. going back to last year. It's a good team, and we're 11 days away from being there in New Orleans. Boots on the ground. Another reminder to get your tickets to that Texas One Fun tailgate party on January 1st at Manning's inside of Harris, inside of New Orleans, which is inside of Louisiana. Okay, we're not doing this anymore. Uh, we'll be there, though, doing our pregame broadcast live in the Big Easy. Go to the website, texassugarbowl.party for tickets. texassugarbowl.party, and you can get your tickets to be a part of that great event uh we'll be out there and you're also helping to support the texas one fund when you buy a ticket i'm excited i'm gonna go have myself a filet of fish today in honor of that throwback thursday yes are you yeah but i'm not going to that one i'm going you're to not different... going to the dorset one no i'm not going to the dorset one ever ever um, ever ever they probably burn that place down by now i'm gonna call you fat if you go in there <laughs> We're bring that T-shirt out that that lady had on. You don't need a side of fries with that fillet of fish. Oh my! That's god. when boom the throat punch. Oh my god! You don't need another McRib for a dollar. Come on, Larry. What do you What are you asking for more food for? Come on, it's more food. It's a great deal. Can't dunk on her for looking for a dollar McRib. That's a steal. <laughs> oh my god! Oh god! Glad you explain what's in that McRib. Shout out to uh, Covert Bee Cave, by the way. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. Love the folks over there with the unbelievable acreage. How about 42 acres of unbelievable products out there? And thanks to the Cobras for sending us down, of course, to New Orleans. We'll be driving in style headed that way. Thanks to the Cobras, Buicks, GMCs, Cadillacs, Chrysler, Dodge Jeep, and Ram, of course. Go to CobertBeeCave.com for more information. Hey, when you go out to Covert out in BK's, Dan, that's right, Dan Covert himself will sell you a car. If if all the other folks that are out there working and they want to sell you a car, if you say, I want Dan to sell me a car, ask for Dan. He'll come out of his out of his golden dome, come right to you and sell you a car. I guarantee you, he will, man. He will. That dude will sell. He'll give you his telephone number. He'll give you everything. He'll give you his beeper number, the whole work. He wants to sell a car, truck, or SUV, and he'll do it himself, Dan Covert. There's no doubt. And nobody beats a Covert deal. Not now, not ever, folks. Yeah, I don't know if he has a beeper in 2023. <laughs> but if he did, he would give you that number. Yes, he would. He'd give you that beaver number. He's the man. He is the man. Shout out to Covert B Cave. And shout out to Rodney. Oh, the beeper. Oh, man, go with the beeper. Pinky I never had one, Rodney. I never had a beeper. Pinky's Pagers, man. That used to be like the spot Pinkies, in the mall. Pagers, I used to see that when going to South Congress. Did it used to be down? 
down on off of Congress somewhere. Yeah, they, they they had it down there, and then you could go to all the different malls, and um, you know the the Highland Mall and the Barton Creek and uh, all of those, man, and the Pinky's Pagers, man. They set you up in there, you know. Very nice, very or, nice, man. I, I I would get a pager. I felt like a doctor. It's like okay, I feel important now, you know. I, I got a. Pager. Oh, you didn't feel like a drug dealer. You felt more like a doctor when you had your pager. Well, <laughs> <laughs> guys, I, I got to tell you the the McRib thing. Oh, I love the McRib. Um, and it was, so when I was sick a couple of weeks ago, when I had to, when I had to call in lame that day, mm-hmm. uh, so, so my wife is like, they, they built a brand new McDonald's over here by the house. And, uh, that night she's like, Hey, you want me to go get you a McRib? And I'm like, yeah, be sure and get the meal and ask for the extra one for a dollar. Get out of here. It, it is a true story. They absolutely do not have that deal anymore. Cause she gets back and she's like, okay, I, I got you an iced tea. But I had to pay the full whatever it was to get the uh, a la carte uh, McRib extra. Did you get so, the puntang sauce on it? Boy, that puntang sauce was good, Bucky. <laughs> and and uh, that onion. Holy, oh. holy dude. I, oh, I had puntang breath and onion after I ate those two McRibs, dude. I have it never, was... ever had a McRib, Rodney. I've never I've never even attempted to have a McRib. Oh, I man. I won't you, even you... do I, – I got away from burgers at McDonald's. I just – and then they – down at Oak Hill, they gave me some bad fries. I've not been to McDonald's since. I'm a Wendy's guy now. Well, ain't nothing wrong with Wendy's. That chili's okay. That's them, right. That's them, it. Them, them baked potatoes. And I got to tell you, back to the McRib thing. So, so when the McRib comes back, so I start getting all my buddies, you know, they know that I love that shit. And I start getting, apparently this year, the joke is that the McRib is like the deadbeat dad. It shows up once a year, and it's a big deal. And these guys are sending me all these tweets and all these tic tacs and all these different things, and I'm like, "Come on, man! What's the hell?" Oh, <laughs> you, were is... you? Were you? Did you? Did you? Were you a big part of the all of that stuff? Did you collect all the little as when you were a little younger? You didn't for your kids. You didn't do with the make when they had the the little goblin and the, the purple oh, yeah. thing. Oh yeah, they, we, the kids we, have to have all that shit too. We go get them the happy meal and all that shit, and, and it was like, okay, you know, one wanted a cheeseburger meal, the other one wanted a hamburger meal. We had to get all them stupid ass toys and all that. I was and, I was mid gruffy because I'd say to my kids, let me see what you got in there. Take it, and I throw it out the window. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. that. The yeah. out the window. I don't want to step on that shit when you get it back to the house because I know it's going to be. It's going to be on the floor somewhere. I'm going to step on it. And break uh, my leg. Oh man, what a racket, Ronald McDonald! I, oh, I tell you that dude. Whatever happened to that dude? Where did he go? Grimace. I mean, I, oh, I, the grimace. Oh yeah, love. The remember grimace. that dude? I, I think he made a comeback, and then the Hamburglar and, and all them son of a bitches. That, that it was like, oh my god. I mean, geez. Yeah, good old McDonald's. Good yeah, old McDonald's. I don't go. I don't. I, I don't go. I'm. You said you're going today for the fillet of fish. I want to a fillet of fish because I want a fresh, fresh fish sandwich. Okay, you're, go to you're, Salt Traders. Don't go to that's McDonald's. What so, no. so you're out there. You're down south. So you're you're kind of in the Oak Hill uh, over there, yeah, Monterey Oak. Yeah, we got one. We got one right in, in dripping. Okay, so so those McDonald's employees are out there in Lady Bird Lake catching whatever the hell. That's your fillet of fish. No, it's not, man. It comes right from Maine. That's fresh cod <laughs> from Maine. They fly it in a private plane. They bring it here. They don't even gut the fish until they get it in the state of Texas. They bring it in guts and all here. They yeah. gut it right there in the back of McDonald's yeah. and they slap it on that. Oh, it's delicious. Play a fish. Yes. Especially but, during the, the lentil season. It, it comes from Maine. Er. 
Mainer. <laughs> From the lake in Mainer, my man. <laughs> Mainer. Boom. Stock tank. <laughs> Where's Wags at anyway today? He had to pick up, uh, I think, his mom at the at the airport. So I'm like, dude, we got it. Uh, we're good. Oh, we're good. in family for the holiday. Yeah, yeah, it's all good. So, so you guys are headed to Sue Patrick. So, so oh, yeah. um, that, that that's gonna be fun, man. That place, I tell you, I um I did one remote there at, at the other place, and man, I had never been in that joint until I. It's great, man. It is the coolest stuff. I even bought books. I bought two books the day that I was there. They got all that cool stuff there at Sue Patrick. Yeah, they do. I'm, I'm looking forward to going there because there's always that last minute shopping that I don't want the truck to have to pull up to the gate, which they do three times a day anyway. And it's yeah. none of it's mine. I've never had that truck pull up and looked and said, my name, Michael Godbolt. It says Mrs. Godbolt, Joyce Godbolt on it. I, I, yeah. Not whether it's books, socks, toiletries. No, it's, I've never had anything come out of those damn trucks. You know what yeah. I mean? Well, yeah. gear shifts brakes none of that shit ever comes for me i need to order something that comes to me one time online you know oh, by the way rodney i don't I've, I've gone to taking all my stuff when i have to ship it away to those post net places oh yeah i, go, yeah. I, I wanted to u.s postal service i want to be a part of it you know because i am a u.s american citizen usa usa but damn if those places aren't crap that's the worst they ought to do some lines outside of the lines on the side or something at the post Postal service. We would use it if you didn't have right BK. You got the one down there in Oak Hill. You can't even begin to think about going in there. I went there earlier this week and it sucked. Actually, it went <laughs> yeah. twice. The line was too long the first time. I walked in and then I saw the line and I turned around and walked out. Well, and I think the bad part of that is, you know, whether it's a UPS store or whatever the hell, and, and obviously the the United States Post Office, you get people that go in there, and man, it's like driving around here, man. They got their head up their ass. It's like, okay, you had all this time to sit in, sit in line. You know what you need to be doing right here, and you can't figure it out. I'm like, that's why, and that's why I don't go. I don't go to Dick's Sporting Goods to do a bunch of stuff. I love Academy yeah. Sports and out. Dick's they want to get too personal. People go to Dick's. And when you get to the, you know, you get to the front, then you start telling about your daughter who's been in cheerleading for 27 years. I'm like, who cares? Let's move the line here, dicks. Let's move. I go to Academy. They don't even want to talk to you. They just want to do, let's go, let's go. Uh, number six, number yep. seven. I don't need a story when I'm going to places right now. I don't. They're trying oh, to get personal. If it's I, I don't want to be, per I don't want to be personal at Christmas. Service. Yeah, it's service. great. It's top notch. They're they're grabbing you. They want to at least wine and dine you a little bit. Before no, they get no, down no. There. You know how you do yeah. it? You go ding, 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 ding. Give me your credit card. Psh, psh. Later, yes, have a good Christmas. Boop. That's plenty for me. I don't yeah, need you to tell me. Oh, you're wearing your Texas sports unfiltered. You are a part of that YouTube, huh? Oh, that is wonderful. Now my son's very interested in joining with you. I'm like, I don't care. Yeah. Yeah. When, when mean, we were in Hutto, when we were in Hutto that morning that we did the shows, uh, I bought this shirt. I, I bought this shirt and I'm like sitting there wanted to have a great conversation with the girl. And she's like, boop. And I'm talking away and she's like, have a good day. Bye. Next. And I'm like, next. I'm like talking, that's going me. out the fucking door. I'm like finishing my own conversation. <laughs> that's me. That's this, <laughs> At certain times of the year, that's me. And this is the time of the year that I don't need you being in. I'm the next in line and I'm behind you and you're telling the lady about your daughter in cheerleading for the yeah. 27th year in a row. I'm like, come on, really? Yeah. Really? Do, you, do you know what time of the year it is right now? Well, save that for summertime. You know, <laughs> when it's hot and shit and you want to be in the air conditioning. <laughs> That's yeah, fine. Right, not, no doubt. No I'm doubt. Not, I'm not a grimace. I'm not that guy. I'm not no. bad humbug. I'm not, no. not Ebenezer Scrooge. I'm not. I'm more like Tiny Tim. 
yeah. with the little crushes. That's who I am at this time of year. Yeah, same, same here. My, my family says I'm the Grinch or whatever. I'm like, no. whatever. I'm like, uh, you know, I, I get in the holiday spirit the week of. It's like the week of. Yes. You know, I'm, I'm like, OK, I'm ready to go. You know, I like Thanksgiving and it's like, OK, let's 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 have a nice timetable here from Thanksgiving into Christmas. But uh, hey, whatever. I mean, it's a holiday spirit. I'm not going to sit here and piss and moan about it. I'm just no, glad. They're just glad to be around. That's glad right. People are glad to be with you guys. Glad everybody's safe. That's right. I'm, I'm wishing I'm having well wishes for the entire world. I hope mm-hmm. we're going to 2024 and everybody gets the kind of peace that they deserve. That's all. Well, hey, we just all, need to- that's all. We just need to get along. I mean, I was joking around earlier when you guys were talking about the blacks versus the whites and all that stuff. That's why I said I don't want it. I don't need it's it. It's like, man, can can we just fucking find a way to get along? You know, it's it's like we can yeah, have get along. We'll all watch the game together. It's fun. <laughs> we don't need a Texas OU where it's the whites sitting on one half of the field and, and the blacks sitting on the other. No, oh, we, don't we need got that. enough. We got enough of that shit going. I just on. want That's to see who fun. would win. You know, it's uh, it'd be yeah. fun. Yeah. All right. Yeah, listen, well, I got to get going because I'll see you yep, at noon. Yep. Ronnie, you have a safe, safe weekend. Uh, final, that's right. Have a good, uh, I'll say Merry Christmas to you on Monday, my friend. Yeah. You got it, man. I'm going to work tomorrow, don't I? There it is. What are you talking uh, yeah, about? Yeah. You work tomorrow, don't you? I is do. he off tomorrow? I, I was trying Load to say management. Off. Oh, yeah. shit. All right. Slam.